0: Chair, staff is ready when
1: you are. Great. Uh, good evening, and Happy New Year to everybody and everybody listening. Um, good evening. We are here um, Monday, January 8th, and we are now meeting to begin the Sacramento Community Police Review Commission. The meeting is now called to order. Will the clerk please call the roll and establish quorum?
0: Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Sample? Present. Commissioner J. Johnson? Present. Commissioner Z. Johnson? Is absent. Vice Chair Bliss? Here. Commissioner Carter Martinez is absent. Commissioner?
1: She's running behind. Thank
0: you. She's currently absent. Uh, Commissioner Buenrostro? Present. Commissioner Griggs?
2: Present.
0: Commissioner Carter? Commissioner Salazar Present. and Chair Castillo Krings. Here. Thank you. We have quorum.
1: Fantastic. So I would like to remind members of the public um, in members of the public and chambers, that if they'd like to speak on an agenda item, um, please turn in a speaker slip when the item begins. And also to provide greater transparency and participation for the commission's meeting, we will be allowing uh, members of the public more time on different items. For matters not on the agenda, they will have five minutes to speak once they are called upon. For matters listed on the agenda, they will have three minutes to speak once uh, they are called upon. We're also gonna be adjusting a couple of, of items. Um, and um, we are gonna be adjusting um, our agenda to hear agenda items three and four first, which will be, are intended to be staff updates. And then we will also be able to listen to public comments matter not on the agenda, on the agenda followed on the, after the consent calendar and then the discussion calendar before closing with commission ideas, questions, and comments. Remember, commissioners, that is an opportunity for you to bring up any items that you wish to actually have it considered for the following agenda. So please, that is gonna be your opportunity to bring up any, uh, any issues that we should be including in the subsequent meeting. So with that, we will now proceed with today's agenda. Um, please stand, we're gonna do the land acknowledgement and Pledge of Allegiance. So we are beginning with the acknowledgments in honor of Sacramento's indigenous people and tribal lands. To the original people of this land, the Nisan people, to the Southern Maidu, uh, the Valley and Plains Miwok, the Patwin Winton peoples and the people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe. May we acknowledge and honor the native people who come before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather together today in active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous peoples' histories, contributions, and lives. Thank you. Uh, please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay, a couple of things. So just a quick update. Um, We will be having elections later on today. So please feel free to nominate anybody that you feel appropriate for both chair and vice chair. So nominations will happen once um, we begin that process. The next thing is, do we have any staff from the Office of Public Safety Accountability to provide um, an update regarding any complaints or any other issues dealing with um, use of force incidents or officer-involved shootings? No? Great. Next, is there any staff update from the Sacramento Police Department? No update? Okay, our next item is going to be anybody here to speak on behalf of public comments, matters not on the agenda. As a reminder, um, people will have five minutes to provide any feedback.
0: Chair, for those first two items you called, was that, were those items three and four?
3: Just for clarification, then were, we were supposed to do those. Three and four were supposed to be the staff updates, basically, so like the joint.
1: Right, but then that, that was from the agenda. We were just moving them up. Yeah. Her. So yeah, that was 3 and 4, sorry, from discussion agenda.
0: Okay, thank you. So um, yeah, item sorry, item 3 Sacramento Police Department update on 2023 work plan data from Sacramento Community Police Review Commission oral report. Uh, there was nobody here to provide a report for that.
4: Apologize, I misunderstood. I didn't realize that that was item number 3 that you were calling for. I do have Captain Shiraishi here that can provide an oral update on item
5: number three Uh, yeah Uh, good evening speaking to item three um i had an opportunity to work with the chair and vice chair uh, pretty regularly to go over recommendations and so we've begun answering them in the order in which they were received working backwards from 2018 to 2023 and as we work our way through those Um, we will be able to hopefully answer a lot of the data requests within the 2023 work plan as it relates to MEU. Um, I did wanna provide an update regarding the police department's involvement in the community forums, the feedback that we received, and how we are planning to move forward and curtail and update our annual report and policy. So first of all, the feedback that we received um, was that nomenclature within the report, as well as the policy, um, there were a lot of abbreviations and acronyms. Um, The report itself, um, there was a request for additional demographic reporting, the addition of police district maps, and um, an additional um, suggestion for the report not to be so technical, And there was confusion as to the summary report, um, which is a two-page document. Um, Folks believed that that was the actual report and policy. And so we're taking all that information regarding the report and um, I'll speak to it a little bit in um, about how we're moving forward. The last two areas um, in terms of feedback um, was the levels of use of force that are contained within our use of force policy. Um, explaining and defining what a reportable use of force is um, and how it relates to military equipment. And then finally, the feedback for the actual equipment itself. Um, Someone identified that the report contained a piece of equipment that was not carried over into the policy. And so the clarification or the the reason for that was the um, piece of equipment is no longer maintained or used by the police department. And so that's why it was not contained in uh, the current policy. And so how we use this feedback is already influencing uh, how we are preparing the report and policy for this upcoming uh, year. What we're planning on doing is streamlining the report to be less confusing, to start it off with definitions so that those technical terms, abbreviations, and acronyms are clearly defined at the very beginning of the report so that as you read through, you understand exactly what we're referring to and how it relates to the legislative mandates and how your police department um, uses or reports on that equipment. Um, We're gonna categorize, Our, our hope is to categorize the equipment in terms of how it's related in the legislative uh, government code. Um, a lot of agencies in California have um, used this and it's, uh, it's very easy to understand why this equipment is defined um, or how it's defined in the government code. And so we would like to implement that as well. We're gonna have an, a more robust usage and reporting section to um, include much more demographic information not just on the ones that relate to uses of force involving military equipment. So you'd be able to see um, when the equipment was used, where the circumstances broadly um, protecting privacy and and things of that nature, so that you understand um, the frequency at which uh, this equipment is used. Um, Moving forward also from the feedback, um, I think we learned a lot about how to put on community forums specific to this topic. And so um, we've been, I think this last year, strengthening our partnership with the commission to ensure that we're more organized and that we stick to deadlines to to make sure that we're ready to go much earlier so that feedback and input from the commission itself is implemented uh, before we post or publish the report and policy. And the last thing we're focusing on is our inspections and standards team, which is a team within the professional standards unit they're primarily responsible for tracking and reporting on our military equipment, conducting inspections. They're in the process of being reorganized. We've on, we're onboarding an additional staff member to assist with some of the additional data requests, and then um, also working with the city auditor's office to ensure that our practices for inventory and reporting are um, best practices, that they're um, what we should be doing to get the information out. Um, So I covered uh, feedback and then our plan to move forward uh, as we continue through the year and prepare our military equipment report and policy.
1: On this item, do we have any speaker slips?
0: Thank you, Chair, I have no speaker slips on this item.
1: Great. Any other commissioners wishing to speak on this item? And just we're on discussion item number three. We're gonna do item three and four and then go back to the consent calendar. Just a quick question in terms of um, timeline for the MEU process as I understand it has to be an annual update. How, what is the timeline by which the department is thinking of beginning this year and how do you plan to incorporate some of the feedback that was received in 2023 into the 2024 revisions?
5: Uh, So, I'll answer the second question first. The feedback in terms of the uh, nomenclature of the report, the use of force, and then how equipment was reported, um, we're revamping the report is is the easiest way to say it to make it less confusing. Um, In terms of timeline, our reporting period ends in April of this year, and so May 1st is when we begin our full inspection of military equipment. Um, that process, we estimated last time, would take roughly, I believe, a month or two. Um, the work that we're doing now hopefully will, will keep us within that same month or two. Um, but in that, I think that um, as we learned from this last community forum setup portion, um, we've got to stick to um, meeting our own internal deadlines um, in partnership with the commission to ensure that we don't have some of the feedback in terms of not advertising the event, um, not advertising it broadly enough with our networks within our communities and our professional careers, um, our professional environments. Um, so I would think that hopefully it would be a lot, um, it would be a lot shorter than last time. But to give you an exact date, I, I wouldn't be able to give that to you accurately at this point.
1: No, but thank you. That that actually provides us a good um frame and kind of just what to expect in the next in upcoming months. Right. Any other questions, feedback? Commissioner Bliss? Yeah, I appreciate the
3: uh that overview and um I I'm glad that the department is going to be like, you know, is Identifying this timeline out now and that we have this better sense of like, you know, when things will begin and especially when it comes to inventory of the equipment and whatnot. Um, I'm curious to know how long does um, inspection and inventory of uh, military equipment usually take when it begins on,
5: uh,
3: on May 1st?
5: Yeah. So this is a relatively new process and um, all of the stuff that we learned last time is now being incorporated into the, Um, reorganization of our inspections and standards team Um, so I I really can't answer that question I don't know how long ordinarily it takes because every year the first year was only two years ago and then second year was last year and so um, I wouldn't be able to provide an accurate um, timeframe for the inspections to be completed
3: heard Um, yeah I, I asked that just to thinking thinking out loud about the time uh, frame for when we uh, host our first community forum last year we wanted we were hoping to do it as early as June um, in order to um, provide a little bit of, uh, of lag time and, uh, for people to process you know the first meetings and also to give enough time to really promote and advertise uh, the community forum so more people can participate so um, assuming that you know inventory of this equipment takes no more than uh, a month, in the month of May or whatnot, um, do you, th- uh, does the department um, anticipate or is it planning within its internal timeline to um, begin having it, like, uh, will it be able to have the first community forum, say, uh, by the month of June?
5: Again, since we're reorganizing the, the team responsible for the inventory, um, I wouldn't, I would love to have it start in June. Okay. Um, but we, unfortunately, we we don't know what we don't know. I hear that. We'll keep uh, the
3: conversation going with that, and I uh, will appreciate it if uh, the department can just uh, provide us updates uh, based on that timeline as it uh, as you continue to formulate and working on this process. Um, either way, I would like you know by the time the reporting period is ended, um, I'd like to suggest or just like you know for the public record to just uh, if we can begin promoting community forums so we're like, you know, whatever the timeline is, if, even if we don't have the dates, just letting folks know to like, you know, save, like keep uh, keep an eye out, you know, whether it's June, July, August, to, uh, uh, for the community, like, you know, there will be community forums happening um, over the summer like we did last year, so, appreciate that.
1: And, and just to add to that, maybe what I would suggest is having the police department provide an update in April, Um, for the April meeting or maybe may depending on where things are in the calendar just to kind of check in and especially if we're thinking the reporting period will end in April that will have by then I know it's the beginning of the year so maybe by then we'll have a little more information about where things are we'll process the PD is thinking of carrying forth um, and then we can just kind of have a conversation about how the Commission could be involved great thank you all right and this is a receiving file So with that, we are moving quickly to um, an update on the request for the joint workshop with the city council regarding the audit of Sacramento Community Police Review Commission. So as you all recall last meeting, we wanted to have an um, update as to what was going on based on the letter that was approved. And we basically was um, sent from city council to the commission asking if the commission would be willing to participate in a collaborative process with city council to try to figure out what are the next steps to taking some of the recommendations that we have been working on? So it sounds like, and I'm gonna look at um, Deputy City Manager, uh, Mr. Lara, if you can provide us any more feedback. I understand that there was a discussion about kind of next steps on that letter and wondering if there's any feedback that you can provide for the commission.
4: I do not have an update on a joint, uh, you're asking about the Joint Council Commission meeting. I do believe that the city clerk is working with the mayor's office to organize and set a date on that. I don't know if you, chair, have, have had that conversation with the with the city clerk's office, but I believe that that needs to be coordinated.
1: Um, and I don't have a date yet, but I know that the meeting did happen, and so I think um, there is supposed to be a date that is provided to the commission. I don't have that yet. I don't have that update yet. Okay. And with that, do we have any um, members of the public wishing to speak on this item?
0: Thank you, Chair. I have no speaker slips on this item.
1: Great. Any questions or comments from the Commission? Commissioner Bliss?
3: Yes, just to um, by my last memory, it's good to know that the clerk's working with the mayor's office to figure out like the exact timing around that. Last I had heard uh, from the conversation was that uh, we should be hearing out from um, the council as early as this month uh, to discuss like the process for moving forward or whatnot. So um, when we hear that, like when we hear more about what the expected date and time is uh, the chair and vice chair will definitely let you know. Um, But uh, yeah, if there's any questions uh, we're uh, still taking, we're uh, still taking input to like on what we want to like, have the agenda focused around. So if any of you um, have any thoughts or suggestions for how we, fr- how we focus the agenda for that joint workshop, um, definitely feel free to su- uh, submit it to the chair or vice chair.
1: Commissioner Griggs?
6: I do have an item that I'd like to ask about. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the time to put something on the agenda for next month.
1: Um, that will be a little later in the agenda, but we will come back to that. Right, thank you. Thank you.
2: Okay. Commissioner Carter. Yes. In regard to the meeting, do you have any idea how it's gonna flow? I mean I know somebody's wanna do the agenda, but what exactly are we gonna talk about?
1: That we do not have a date yet. I think as Commissioner Bliss was indicating, we should have some type of date later this month but we don't have a date yet. We just know that a meeting did happen with some of the council members and city, the mayor's office and the clerk's office to try to figure out an agenda or basically a date for us to discuss this, but a date has not been given to us yet.
2: Okay, but my question is in your conversations, if any with anybody on the city council assigned to organize this joint meeting, did you actually discuss what we're gonna talk about? I'm quite sure if they reviewed all the past uh, meetings, they'll know there's a whole bunch of grumbling going on, and some people discuss resignation, etc. And we know we got this backlog. But I want to know what, if anything, is the city council going to do to actually try to resolve it? My understanding is going to sit here and everybody's going to gripe and put it on the record, or are we going to really do something to make some progress?
1: My understanding is that they're setting up, that that meeting, the joint meeting, and we were not at that meeting, this is a meeting between, again, the mayor, council members, and the clerk's office, that what the next meeting is going to be, which will include the commission, is to establish exactly a process by which the recommendations can actually move forward.
2: Okay, and so to establish a process that the recommendations can actually move forward, are they... Predicating that on SEC PD, putting all these former recommendations into the white paper format, is that going to be done? I
1: don't know. That is a question we can ask. But in the meantime, we are working through those recommendations. Okay. So so the work that you're talking about in terms of having it predicated, I think we would quickly be able to have a response to city council because that work is happening right now. And I believe we're actually going to have part of that conversation um, coming up if not um, in later in the agenda. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: So I think we are working now, we have something on the agenda that we're gonna discuss about the 2018, 2019 recommendations. And so all of that conversation I think is gonna be wrapped up into that larger discussion. So now that we've done the work, PD has done the work, the question is gonna be some decision points have to be done by the city council. The question is what actions are they gonna take? Okay. Great,
3: Commissioner Bliss. Yeah, just to add that we will be able, like we're gonna have direct input uh, into how the agenda is framed, like what we're going to be talking about, and based on what the letter from council requesting this joint workshop was, a lot of it will be framed around um, the findings of the City Auditor's Office of the Auditor Commission to really uh, talk through um not just the history of the commission but also how the commission is fun- like functions and really like get focused not just on the backlog of recommendations but also on how like we how the recommendation process actually works as well as like how um uh, around questions around our staffing um and other stuff that was uh re- like those reinforced by the city auditor's office based on our recommendations
1: So now that that is clear as mud, this is an issue to receive and file. Um, And we're now moving back to the consent calendar. So as a reminder, the public has three minutes on these items. And the first order of business on the consent calendar is the adoption um, or the approval of the Sacramento Community Police Review Commission meeting minutes. Do I have a motion? I'll move approval of the minutes. Aye.
0: Chair, are we doing each item individually or taking the consent calendar as one motion?
1: Well, we have to do one motion and then receive and file.
0: Understood. Thank you.
1: Okay, so for the first item, I have um, I have a motion. Do I have a second? I'll second. Fantastic second by Commissioner um, Kim Carter. Martinez. I'm making sure you are paying attention. Um, great and with that can I can I please have a roll call?
0: Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Sample? Aye. Commissioner J. Johnson? Aye. Commissioner Z. Johnson is absent. Uh, Vice Chair Keon Bliss? Yes. Commissioner Carter Martinez? Aye. Commissioner Wen Rostro? Aye. Commissioner Griggs. Commissioner Carter? Commissioner Salazar? And Chair castillo krings Aye. Thank you, the motion passes.
1: Now on the second item for consent, we have the Public Safety Accountability 2023 Quarter 3 Police Complaint Activity Report. This is just a receiving file and we don't have OPSA in the room. So, with that, um, this is just a receiving file, so we don't need a vote. Any members of the public wishing to speak on this item or on the consent calendar in total?
0: I have no speaker slips.
1: Any um, comments from the commission? Commissioner Bliss?
3: Just to clarify, this is for item two, the complaint activity report. Correct. Um, yeah, I would. Uh, going forward, one of the things that we're hoping to have is just, uh, I'd like to, I'd like to request, uh, OPSA be present, um, at the next meeting just to have some, allow for additional questions and comments, uh, from commissioners based on the activity report. I don't know if anybody has had a chance to really review, but I think it's really helpful to be able to like kind of just get an overview of what OPSA is noticing based on the uh, last quarter's activity reports, even if they can't attend every meeting, uh, just you know if they can attend every other meeting or um, uh, you know uh, the meeting after the complaint activity report is posted to the agenda, I think it would be helpful to be able to really like for us to be able to assess uh, any noticeable patterns or um, discrepancies we see within the report and um, uh, things that we're noticing or hearing from the public or the, or the department. So just to add that I, I'm making that request for OPSA to attend uh, the next meeting in February.
1: Great. Thank you and noted. Okay. And with that, we are moving back to the discussion Discussion calendar, and we are now looking at the selection of chair and vice chair for the Sacramento Community Police Review Commission's 2024, 20, um, 2024 calendar year. And with that, do we have any nominations for chair?
0: Uh, Before we start, I do have a short presentation going over the- Oh, perfect. um, Sacramento, uh, sorry. My name is Jacob Redberg. I'm with the Office of the City Clerk. Uh, I'm an administrative analyst with the office. Uh, Sacramento City Code section 2.40.170 states that each city board and commission shall elect one of its members to serve as chairperson and another to serve as vice chairperson for each calendar year. Sacramento City Code section 2.110.070 provides the same for the commission. A member may serve as, a, as the chairperson or vice chairperson for no more than two calendar years. The chairperson is the presiding officer and ensures the orderly conduct of the meeting. If the chairperson is absent, the vice chairperson acts in the capacity of the chairperson. The chairperson or vice chairperson in the absence of, chair, of a chair is responsible for presiding at all meetings and charged with equally applying rules of conduct, ensuring parliamentary procedure is followed, compliance with the Brown Act, and that the scope and work of the commission is accomplished. Rosenberg's rules of order outlines parliamentary procedure and the Sacramento City Code outlines the scope of most city boards, commissions, and committees. The order and conduct of business are also governed by the City of Sacramento Council rules of procedure and the Commission's rules of procedure. The chairperson and vice chairperson start their terms at the next regular meeting. Any member may nominate a fellow member or themselves for chairperson or vice chairperson. Once the nominations have been made for chair and the nominees accept the nominations, the Commission then votes on the accepted nominations uh, for the chair or vice chair. It is common practice that the nomination for chair, uh, sorry, that the nomination for vice chair should follow and the legislative body would then vote on that nomination. A majority of members present is necessary to elect a chairperson and a vice chairperson. Um, So with the current members we have now, um, Chair Castillo Krings is no longer eligible to serve as chair. Vice chair Keon bliss is no longer eligible to serve as vice chair. And, uh, commissioner Renee Carter is not eligible to serve as vice chair, as she has uh, served as vice chair for two calendar years in the past. Uh, and with that, I will, I'm here for any questions.
1: Commissioner bliss.
3: Yes. By my uh, read of the rules of procedure, I was under the impression that the, uh, the term limits began, uh, after the approval of the updated, uh, chapter 2.40, which would mean that commissioners and like chairs and vice chairs who had served, uh, prior to 2022, uh, wouldn't necessarily be excluded from like serving in that capacity.
0: Uh, that's not the case. Um, could serve for two calendar years as uh, under the capacity of vice chair, as well as two calendar years under the capacity as chair um, at any point in your tenure uh, on the commission. And that's under each classification. So um, that's two years as vice chair and two years as chair. Um,
1: Commissioner Buen Rostro.
7: Um, can I make a nomination? Given, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. Um, I nominate uh, Commissioner Bliss as chair. Second. I accept the nomination. What? Oh, wait, do I
1: have
7: to accept
3: the nomination? Uh,
0: certainly, yes, yes. Yes, thank you. So I... I have a motion by Commissioner Buenrostro uh, who nominated uh, current Vice Chair Keon Bliss uh, uh, to the chair position uh, with a second by Commissioner Carter Martinez. Uh, I'll now do the roll call vote. I
8: got confused. (laughs) Before you do that, um, are there any other... Are there any other nominations for chair? This is not really motion, it's uh, an election, basically. So you just want to make sure you have all the nominations for chair, all the nominations for vice chair.
1: I have a quick question. I am sorry, I'm not finding in the, the sta- in the city statute where the limitation is from previous chairs that have served prior to the changes in Chapter 2.4 to actually be in effect. It, it doesn't seem to be a retroactive statute. Nothing in it actually talks looking at 2.4.170 chairperson and vice chairperson. Nothing in that section seems to indicate what, what the chief clerk just outlined for us.
8: If you want to um, table this I can look into it but if the previous ordinance had a similar rule, that would be in effect. I see what you're saying. So post 2022, what was the previous rule? And I believe it had a two year limit as well, but I'll need to double check what the ordinance said before 2022.
1: And and maybe maybe we can kind of separate and elect the chair tonight and hold off on the vice chair until we get clarification. But I'm I'm having trouble because it says each city board and commission shall elect one of its members to serve as a chairperson and another to serve as a vice chairperson for each calendar year. A member may serve as a chairperson or vice chairperson for no more than two calendar years. And then it says that's all it says. And then it has, the chairperson shall be presiding officer and shall ensure the orderly conduct of the meeting. If the chairperson is absent, the vice chair um, shall act as capacity of the chairperson.
8: Right, and your concern is the fact that this ordinance comes from 2022, so what happened prior to, right? Because that would have been- Correct. Right, so that's what I need to look into as to what the previous ordinance said. I think it had something similar, but I'm not seeing the ordinance reference number here. So. That's what I have to find.
1: Sounds So, from from, an and it would apply to chair and
8: vice chair. So, if you want to so take this to at the end of the meeting, I okay. might be able to find it. That would
1: be fantastic. Yeah. it would be great to kind of get clarity yeah. on that tonight. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Appreciate All right. So, we are going to go ahead and table this um, item for until the end of the meeting. Okay. Moving on to item six, the Sacramento Community Police Review Commission follow-up log and 2024 plan. And so this one is a bit of a a longer item for hopefully everybody had an opportunity to kind of review some of the documents that are attached. And as a reminder for some of the newer commissioners that were not here, um, a couple of changes that happened at the beginning of 2023, basically in order for the commission to be able to prioritize its time and be able to collaborate with the city and the resources that the city has, including the resources from the police department, the idea that it's annually the commission will prioritize the policy items that it wants to work with. Once it actually um, picks the policy priorities, those policy priorities then are moved forth to the PNPE and PE committee for them to take action. They're adopted and that becomes kind of, our, kind of our guiding document for the work that we do for 2024. For 2023, as many of you know, we worked on MEU the other part of it was also making sure that we were going to be reviewing um, what we call kind of the creating a little more accountability in customer service, looking at some of the complaints and trying to provide um, additional feedback for the police department. That second part, because of all the work that was done at the beginning of the year in MEU, we were not able to fully actually um, carry forth. The other part of the work plan that we ended up working on is what you will see later tonight, which is basically continuing to work on 20, 2018, 2019 recommendations, trying to kind of get it all wrapped up in, into a format and into discussion items that we can take forth to the city council. So that's kind of a quick summary of 2023. Now, one of the other things that we also talked about was using the follow-up log as a way of recording any type of policies that the commission wants to work on, but also then any item that is placed on the follow-up log, if we can tie it nicely to whatever we're working on for that year, that presentation, then you know we can move forward. Let, let, you, let me give you an example. Let's say we were looking at 2023 and the follow-up log was understanding the budget for MEU for that year because the MEU was part of the work plan, that is something, a presentation that a PD could then ask, basically provide for us. If let's say somebody wanted to talk about the Chase, um, the this Chase policy that PD has, because that was not part of the 2023 work plan, that would have to be moved to 2024. And then based on the list of things that we wanna prioritize, then we can vote as a, as a body. So that would that is the idea. So a couple of things that we wanted to discuss. The first thing is, giving everybody a quick overview of 2023, what our priorities were. The other thing was making some of the changes we had discussed at the last meeting for the follow-up log. And finally, we wanted to kind of have a conversation about our annual report that is due um, to the council. So one of our mandates is that every year we have to basically have an annual report that moves forward. Um, And so those are the items that we want to discuss. We need to kind of have the annual report um, ready for you for review for the next meeting, and so that is the goal. Commissioner Bliss, am I missing anything?
3: I think you uh, you summed it up very well. I uh, thinking in terms of like the work plan. Uh, Pointing out, you know, the topic areas that we have in there, those were suggested topic areas that could be uh, fit in and could be adjusted based on um, this commission, uh, other commissioners' feedback. Um, But uh, this is an opportunity for commissioners to really weigh in and identify what what areas, what topic areas that we want to include, and that will inform how we... Uh, formula like form our work groups uh, to, to continue discussing those similar to what we what you saw in uh, the previous work plans that we have um, we can like there can be different areas uh, within like a, a broader topic um, but uh, that in like you know that encompasses it and then we can like based on what commissioners are interested in reviewing will like we'll create that work group uh, to encompass those basically and usually we limit it to I think uh, we don't usually have more than three, uh, if not four, work groups uh, on a given calendar year.
1: And so, thank you for that um, feedback. So, if you look at uh, the draft work plan for 2024, a couple of things that we wanted to continue, and again, all of this is kind of uh, Commissioner Bliss, and my suggestion for the work for 2024 does not mean that that's what we have to adopt. Mm-hmm. So, some of the work that we were, we started in 2023 but we have not completed was SPD accountability and organizational culture. culture. And that was, remember, looking at some of the um, OPSIS audit and really looking at some of the complaint activity and how we actually can provide feedback to improve some of that. So those are some of the items that we have in here. Again, a couple of things that we were envisioning, working on is search and seizure policy, helping reduce discourtesy and conduct of becoming of employee complaints. Uh, looking at a, a bit of a fiscal analysis the company basically um, all of it pertaining to these items and annual strategic planning, goal setting for this upcoming year, and then obviously continuing to work on 2020-2023 recommendations and trying to get that finalized um, by middle of next year. We also included um, one of the attachments. It's also, we included a couple of other, or the follow-up logs, so any idea here, if anybody wants to kind of suggest it be prioritized and be part of what we end up taking forth to p Okay, with that, any questions or comments from the public?
0: Thank you, Chair, I have no speaker slips on this item.
1: Great, with that, commissioners, any questions, comments? Commissioner
7: of Buen Rostro. So, so right now we're talking about the, the work plan for 2024 as well. Is that that's part of this conversation? Yes. So one, one thing that I would like to see more explicitly here, if possible, is uh, goals and priorities around increasing the effectiveness of the commission. Um, and I think with that, it, it, I would assume that that's working with the city council and Sacramento Police Department to... Um, to determine and implement recommendations that would increase the effectiveness of the commission because that seems to be something that um, is part of the joint meeting that we would be having with the city council and it it should be one of the main priorities that I see for us in the next year.
1: So one of the things um, I would invite you, if you wouldn't mind drafting a quick paragraph on what that would look like Um, using this template What we're hoping to get tonight is ideas from this body that we can bring forth at the next meeting so that we can actually take a motion and adopt, right? And so right now, um, so Commissioner Gwen if you wouldn't mind drafting up kind of, if you look at the template for 2024 and kind of drafting something up um, and then you can give it to us so we can include for our next meeting. So at the next meeting, what we're hoping to do is whatever is discussed tonight, bring it back for the commission so you can see exactly what we're voting on. Vote on it approve this, approve the annual report, um, basically that summarizes our 2023 recommendations for Council, so that as a package it can move forward for PE and PE. Okay? Great. Thank you so much. So I am putting um, we are going to follow up with you on that item. Commissioner Bliss.
3: I appreciate that um, additional idea for the 2024 work plan, Um, looking at our previous work plan around accountability and organizational culture. um, The search and seizure policy review, um, I think, was the really the only one that we were able to uh, do a a thorough review on based on uh, OPSA's audit um, and the conversations we had around that. Some of the things I wanna see carry over from that, whether it's under the same um, uh, work group title or a different one, is the review of uh, SPD's uh, fiscal year spending priorities and uh, and assessing their strategic goals to provide recommendations for full commission approval, um, as well as understanding the budget process and spending trends, uh, based on information and questions asked of the city manager, SPD staff, and departments, uh, the relevant departments. And, yeah, the the like that's uh, thinking of like the scope of work within that. Uh, if we have like specific goals in mind, um, I see you know like the fis- like having a f- fiscal analysis of proposed like versus actual trends when it comes to uh, the departments, uh, police departments funding as well as um, uh, discourte- discourtesy and conduct uh, complaints, uh, or uh, actually, um, more specifically, uh, annual strategic planning and uh, goal setting. Um, I'm particularly interested in within those topic areas in terms of goals. Oh. One more uh, thing I was looking to add to is um, uh, discussing the uh, not necessarily on here, but also uh, community response um, as it pertains to uh, not, like, nonviolent crimes, um, particularly in the area of homelessness uh, when it comes to responses for 311 and uh, calls that um, uh, relate to uh, people experiencing homelessness on folks uh, living out in the street, uh, The department has taken on a lot of the primary response work, although that is slowly being shifted towards the Department of Community Response, and in previous years, we have talked a lot with the Community Response, the Department of Community Response Department, to really get a sense of, like, where their priorities are and, like, how the workload is shifting to this department, which was originally built as the alternative to 911, where you're getting a a, a non-police response uh, to calls that don't require a law enforcement response, um, typically, you know, violent, like, violent crime calls or whatnot. Um, and really, we have recommendations that were based on that, but are still waiting to get the response back and talk with PD more about where those are at. Um, but I think it would be a good, a good timing to really assess, like, what is the procedure when it comes to, uh, and the process for responding to uh, calls related to uh, unhoused people and homelessness uh, as they've been uh, continue, consistently increasing over the last few years.
1: Commissioner Kim Carter-Martinez uh,
0: Yes, I'd like to add to what Commissioner when rostro uh, Suggested I would love to see us um, talk about How we can involve the public more in the work that we do um, I think Maybe in the last year, we've had two meetings where two or three people are here, and then the MEU workshops that we did together with the department were well attended, um, but could have been even better attended. So I'd like to see us spend some time talking about how do we get the community more engaged.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So just to summarize, um, I have... Commissioner Bliss, you were talking about um, just expanding the fiscal, kind of the fiscal analysis and review of budget trends. I'm gonna ask you if you wouldn't mind putting together a quick summary so we can include it for next for the next agenda. I also have um, looking at the response for, from PD on how they deal with unhoused people and homeless. Okay. And the, our last item is, again, following up on number two. Now. A clarification, Commissioner Carter Martinez. Are you thinking that what um, Commissioner Buenrostro brought up, which is increasing the effectiveness of the commission, that that would also include a item on how to involve the community much more fully, or is that a separate item? Um, I think it's a separate item.
0: I think yes. they okay. are related, but it's a separate item that deserves its own discussion and.
1: Thank you for that clarification. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and ask you if you wouldn't mind helping us kind of sum it up so we can include it. Perfect. Um, Any other feedback for the work that this commission should do for 2024? Okay, great. With that, just as a quick reminder, if you wouldn't mind the commissioners that kind of spoke up and had ideas. If you wouldn't mind giving, um, sending Vice Chair and myself an email in a quick summary by the end of Thursday, we need to start working on the agenda for next uh, meeting and so that would help us greatly. So, and with that, do I also have, on this item we just need a quick approval of incorporating the follow-up log as part of kind of informing the Work plan, as opposed to a standalone item. Does that make sense to everyone? Great. Do I have a motion? Oh, Commissioner Bliss.
3: Sorry, right, I meant to sit. The will uh, I'll move the motion.
1: Great. Thank you. And then, Mr. Clerk, would you mind calling the roll?
0: I need a second. Oh, that's right. I'll second.
1: Second. Commissioner Sample.
0: Thank you. If commissioners could please unmute their microphones. Uh, Commissioner Sample? Aye. Commissioner Jay Johnson? Aye. Commissioner Z. Johnson is absent. Vice Chair Bliss? Yes. Commissioner Carter-Martinez? Aye. Commissioner Buenrostro? Aye. Commissioner Griggs? Aye. Commissioner Carter? Aye. Commissioner Salazar? Aye. And Chair castillo Krings, Aye. Thank you, the motion passes.
1: Thank you. Okay, moving on. To item seven, update on changes to the military use equipment general order specific to armor, piercing, ammunition, and armored vehicles. This is just an oral report.
5: yes so I had the opportunity to work with the chair and vice chair for the run-up to MeU starting back in May of last year um, as we approached the end of the presentation portion uh, specifically in August um, I'm, during um, bi-weekly meetings with the chair and vice chair uh, I asked for some input regarding two specific general orders or policies that are currently in revision. Those two policies are the Special Weapons and Tactics Team, SWAT, as well as the deployment of armored vehicles. Um, I think it would help understand how policies are revised within the organization. We'll identify someone internally that's a subject matter expert or a person most knowledgeable on the specific policy. We will ask them to update it and to incorporate any sort of new or contemporary concepts or best practices. We will rely on other allied law enforcement agencies uh, to take a peek at their policy and see how they implemented it. And then we'll seek legal guidance from uh, the city attorney's office to ensure that legislative or legal mandates are met prior to um, submitting the policy for approval by our uh, chief of police. Um, Specific to MEU and the two policies, um, I've asked the chair and and vice chair um, for some input that go beyond police operations or tactics, things that you learn as a police officer, whether it's in our police academy, field training, or any other specialty training that you go through in order to um, participate or use this equipment. And so what I was looking for was some feedback or input um, regarding these two um, policies. And so we've had the opportunity to bring it before the entire commission um, so I could um, receive that information from, from you all.
1: Are there members of the public wishing to speak on this item?
0: Thank you, Chair, I have no speaker slips.
1: Any questions, comments from the commissioner, Commissioner Bliss?
7: Yes.
3: uh, For just for background, we, uh, as uh, Lieutenant Shiriyoshi had noted, we've been having this conversation uh, starting back when uh, finalizing the report. I'm getting unmuted, uh, finalizing the report for the uh, MEU um, and the, recommend- the community-based recommendations we have from the forums. And one of the things that uh, we had identified as the commission during the- in those conversations um, was in order to provide sufficient review of this policy was uh, a draft of the general orders, um, at least in Microsoft Word, so that we can re- look over what the language is what language uh, the department is currently um, envisioning or, or playing within that, um, digital copies or citations of model policies that, per, that the department um, uh, or designated subject matter experts have reviewed in drafting these new policies, um, as well as any uh, citations or copies of case law um, that the department is considering within that, uh, as well as you know enough lead time to do that uh, review in. Um, the work group that was working on the MEU and use of force um, uh, policy work had a few ideas, but without really being able to see what language um, the department was currently looking looking at and envisioning, we uh, can only really. Sp- I, I I feel like we can only speculate within that of like where it comes to operational thresholds um, and tactical use deployments, which. Um, Going into great detail, you know, one of the bare minimum things I think of when it comes to arm, like armor-piercing ammunition, um, in particular, but also even the Rook, is uh, an, a, a general prohibition on use for crowd control uh, purposes. Um, armor-piercing ammunition is not uh, is not less lethal, of course, and is act, like and any misfires. Um, even in, in direction of general traffic or, or, or foot pursuit, even in residential areas has a, a strong potential for causing harm or loss of life um, uh, within the vicinity. So um, in terms of general operational threshold, I think that's bare minimum um, prohibiting its use for crowd control as well as use in residential areas. Um, and I can't even imagine, the, like, the, the only instance that I can really think of where, uh, it, like in the real world instance where it may have been uh, useful to have was over 25 years ago. Um, the L.A. Um, bank robbery with, uh, poli- like, where uh, police were facing suspects that were, sh- like, uh, in full body armor um, uh, and using a full automatic weapons. And I have yet to see or hear about any... Um, instance where something similar to that happened. That was a very organized uh, tactical uh, event. Uh, But those are just a few of the ideas off of my head. I still, uh, I I, I would ask uh, Lieutenant Shiryashi and the department, uh, will the department, does the department have any updates when it comes to the drafting of that language? Will that be shared with the commission um, in order for us to complete our review, which uh, one of the other recommendations from our work group was, um, at least uh, up to, but not limited to 45 days time for the, the, par- for the commission to review uh, draft and or model policies and produce recommendations.
5: Yes. Yeah, so the, the practice of how a policy is made is, is um, the chief of police needs to see it before any sort of draft policy could be produced. I think the only exception to that would be the military equipment use policy as it's strictly laid out in the government code in terms of the dates, the times at which things are supposed to be produced, um, whether or not it's in draft form. But specific to these two, um, our intention is not to release a draft uh, policy or draft version of it as as the chief has the um, full authority to ensure that it is enacted into policy and so we don't wanna subvert um, the chief from having that chance to provide her own input and change or alter things before um, it's produced. Then, I hear
3: that, uh, I, I hear you uh, not wanting to subvert that sort chain of command uh, when it comes to reviewing that. Um, I'm curious to know, uh, have are there uh, specific model policies or case law that the department is considering in its review that the Commission could review instead
5: uh, I don't have that information off the top of my head no
1: when do you think you will have it, um, a general order that is updated that can be shared with the Commission
5: Uh, Specific to these two, it would be after the chief has approved it.
1: On average, how long would that take?
5: Uh, Ideally, it would be as soon as possible. um, But there are various uh, forces at play specific to, I mean, nuance to every single policy um, as it gets very complicated. Um so I wouldn't be able to give like a standard response or timeline for these two specific ones or any policy for that matter. Um, I, I can't answer that. I'm sorry.
1: Um, thank you, Commissioner Carter.
2: As regards to sharing draft policy in general with the commission, did I hear? that you didn't want to usurp the chief of police and other than the MEU policy because that's uh, connected to a government code section that in general, you do not share the draft with the commission because you don't want to usurp the chief of police. Is is that what I heard correctly?
5: Yes. And for the MEU, the governing body, the city council and mayor are the folks that approve it. And so that's, that's the one-off uh, policy that would be available in draft form.
2: Okay, but I got a vague recollection that in the past, the issue of bringing... No, let me back to I think that was with general orders. So is there a distinction between like when you draft a general order and you draft a policy, is that apples and oranges?
5: Um, our general orders are our policies.
2: Okay, so I think... I got a vague recollection that in the past we had a discussion about giving the commission an opportunity to review the drafts so we can have some input on it. But I just heard you say, other than the MEU, that the policy, the general policy for SACPD is that you do not give the commission an opportunity to review the draft because you don't want to usurp the chief of police power.
5: Correct. And I believe um, the use of force isn't an example of a policy that is often shared in draft form. Um, I know over the years there have been other products that have been shared in draft form, but that's at the discretion of the chief uh, to make that um, happen.
2: Okay. um, So I got a recommendation. I don't know if this is the time or it's later on in the agenda.
1: Why don't we go ahead and and do it right now because we are on this item. Okay. And then then we'll go ahead and summarize it again at the end. Thank you.
2: Okay, so my recommendation is given that we're all here to build transparency and trust. So it's a little disheartening to hear that the general policy from the PD is that you're not gonna share the draft with the commission, I understand usurping the chief of police power, and nobody's trying to usurp her power. You know, she can put her two cents in on the policy. And then at some point it's gotta be shared with the commission if you want our input. Otherwise you are making a policy, then we get it. Then we say, oh, this need to be tweaked. And then we're just reinventing, circumventing the wheel on something that we could have added our two cents before it was finalized. So my recommendation is that that whole issue about not sharing drafts with the commission that that has to be revisited. And maybe that's a subject that when we have this joint meeting with the city council, that it could be added on the agenda because it's issues like that that puts up barriers. And we're all here every year we talk about transparency and we are talking about building trust and we all getting along but then you got this little resistance. So the city council got to figure out a way to address the pushback and the resistance. Um, It is either that it's just me the way I'm looking at the lens or it's a real problem because I don't see how we can ever move forward. If we always going to get these little pushback and I don't see the real big deal about you know, why not share a draft with the commission? It's not going to take your power away. You are still the chief of police. Everybody know who the chief of police is. So I, I don't understand the big issue on why that's the policy. It makes no sense, especially when you have a commission and the commissioner's oversight or part of the oversight process. So that's my recommendation.
1: Thank you, Commissioner Carter. I have Commissioner Buen Rosto. Uh,
7: Just trying to clarify the process for when feedback can be given on a, on a general order, is that what I'm understanding, and, and help me clarify, what my understanding based on this discussion is that the police chief approves a general order, then it goes to the city council for approval. Is that, is that when feedback can be provided? Or am I mistaken on, on the process for that?
5: No, once the Chief of Police approves a general order, um, it's enacted and our employees are held to that policy. It's not vetted or again reviewed by the, ci- the City Council.
7: Got it. So the City Council is notified of the general order? Or it's just, it's just, it's approved. So th- therefore that's correct. Got it. Yeah. Published. So the City Council has no discretion over something like 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 this
5: um not not usually no
7: um could i so i understand the the discretion of the police chief i'm i'm wondering if as a commission uh we can make a formal request to kindly as a police chief to consider uh, having this commission provide feedback on on this type of general order before it's issued given the, the importance of it. And I know it's a discretion of the police chief. We can't um, you know, force the chief to, to, to do it, but at least having this be a public request uh, might help push this conversation forward a little bit more. Can I
1: speak? OK, yeah, Commissioner Carter.
2: We've already had that kind of discussion. It's not new. Um, we visited it earlier this year or last year or whatever. I've been sitting here seven years. We had the discussion. So somebody got to make a decision. The city council, deputy city mayor, whoever is in charge of the police department, somebody, somebody got to make a decision to build some real transparency. We've already asked repeatedly that we want to be in the loop. So and it makes no sense to me to have an oversight commission to review all this stuff, but then we can't, we're not going to be included in the loop on providing input to the general orders or the policy. It makes no sense. So I concur with what you're saying, but we done have been there, done that. And we've already put that on the table. So my position is the city council, they want to have this meeting confer. They want to have this joint meet- meeting they need to make some decisions. They already know what the issues are. So if you want to really build a trust and transparency, make a decision. It makes no sense for us not to be included. If you're going to have everybody up here spending their three hour time researching on behalf of our district and we don't get any results. And that's why the public is not here. They've said it at community meetings. Why should they show up at the meeting when they know we don't have any real power? So they don't show up. And it all is all intertwined with being more effective. We can't be more effective if they don't give us the respect. That's the bottom line. You know, uh, every time we have a crisis, we have a shooting, then everybody wanna talk about the police commission and you rally the troops. And and now we're here and they don't want to let us have any real power. And I know what the statute says we're advisory, but okay, we give you advice. Now it's time to listen to the advice. Now it's time to do your end of the job and make a ruling on the advice so we can really make some progress. And that's, that's the bottom line. I don't sugarcoat anything. It is what it is. So the city council, all them different city council members sitting up there. They have to make a decision. They can't kick the can down the road anymore. They can't pass the buck. You got musical chairs, you got musical commissioners, but we've been here and we've been pushing out these recommendations. So I say, put your money where your mouth is, get some real transparency and work together. Nobody's trying to take the chief of police power or anything. Everybody knows that we res- I respect the chief of police. I respect the police department, but we still, you know, we're oversight. That's our job is to Monday night quarterback and try to tweak it and make improvements. And every time we put something out there, we really don't need to push back. We need to, you know, work together. And I don't know how we're going to achieve that um but i know i've been sitting here a long time this is my last year <laughs> and it's the same thing over and over and over
9: I, I truly respect what you're saying and i think we're missing something because the next agenda item is talking about the community Advisory review board for police policy where you're, you're going to be able to see policies and have time to, re, to give your input on them so i think we jumped ahead there um so when we in the future for tonight's agenda I'll speak about the police, uh, the community advisory review board for police policy. But I think you're, uh, the reason we don't release drafts, sorry, Clayton Buchanan, captain of the Sac- Sacramento Police Department. So
1: actually, in, in interest of time, can we go ahead, this is um, item seven is receive and file. Can we go ahead and actually move on to the update on the creation of the policy review committee? Um, I think that would actually provide some, some good discussion. Thank you. Thank you, Chair.
9: So again, Clayton Buchanan, captain of SACPD. Um, so we're, we're creating this community advisory review board for police policy. Um, the purpose behind this is to create a group of like community members who will provide constructive input from different perspectives into the police department's policies with the ultimate goal of creating safe and effective and relevant policies. Trying to bring other people in to get different perspectives to, to build that transparency, like you were talking about Commissioner Carter, like build that trust. Like that's that's the purpose of the chief wanted with this. Um, the people that are be involved in this, the attendees would be uh, the community review board will be chaired by myself, the administrative services captain. Um, it will consist of the inspector general, um, one representative from the Sacramento city police review commission, four additional community members selected by the police department, and a community subject matter expert. Say if it's a youth policy, we'd bring someone that works with, within the community, with the youth uh, with youth in our community, right? So we'd bring those people in and that's who would be part of this police, this this review policy. But with that being said, like one of the the representative from the police commission will have time and we'll make sure it's scheduled before the inputs due. where you guys have a meeting, you guys get on the agenda with, with plenty of notice saying, Hey, we're going to review these policies, right? The policies will be selected by the chief, um, which ones we want to review. So, and they're going to be the ones that are more outward facing to the community, right? You guys don't need to review a policy on our time card procedure, right? I just don't think that's something you guys want to waste your time on. Your time's valuable. Um, this, this, our, our, vision for this is that'll it'll, it'll meet every uh, quarter um, the chair will set roles and boundaries for the meeting a draft of each policy to be reviewed will be di- distributed to the board members a subject matter expert or board chair will explain the policy and answer any questions the community may have a subject matter expert, say it's on the um, Rook or, or one of the, the topics that you guys brought up tonight, it would be the person that is most knowledgeable on that piece of equipment and, and, the, and its use. So you guys, whoever's on this commission, this review committee, will have time to get their questions answered, right? It's not really to debate the policy in these, these committee meetings, it's to give you information, whoever's on that committee, information to move forward. So it's, it's to educate you on the policy that we want to release. See, the difference of releasing these policies, the chief is actually gonna look at them first, and then okay them. Drafts, the chief doesn't look at until the very end. That's why we usually don't release drafts, right? Because she, the, the chief has not reviewed and okayed them. So she may not agree with some of the information that's in there. Um, basically, after the, the policy is reviewed, we'll have 30 to 45 days to get the policy back to the chair with your input. That input will be uh, put together for the chief, and she'll make the final input on the final policy. So that is moving forward with this, what we're calling the community advisor review board for police policy.
2: Either a representative from the commission is going to put their two cents in, or we as a body will be able to the, contribute. That,
9: that is, yeah, that's up to you guys. You guys will have one, one person that's, that's on, the, on the review committee. Um, if they're, they're going to have the policy, they can distribute it to everybody and say, hey, this is going to be on the next agenda, we want to talk about it, please come prepared. However you guys work that, I don't control what you guys do, so that's kind of uh, incumbent on you guys on how you're going to handle it amongst yourselves. We will, we will ensure that there is a meeting, a police commission meeting, before we expect the uh, input back. Okay.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Commissioner Wendelstow.
7: And, uh, I, uh, and I, I do appreciate that clarification of that process that's being initiated because it does help at least clarify what some of that input could could look like. Um, I think what you're hearing from the conversation today is that there, there is a desire to have policies related to MEU be part of that process, and I know that's still up to the discretion of the police chief whether they go through that process or not, but I hope that that is taken back to the department that... These types of policies that have that high level of—I don't know the word is—but that have that high level of, high level of, of focus uh, for this commission should, should go through that process. And it would be disappointing if, if a policy like this, the, the one that we discussed in the last item, is, is not going through that process before it's released. So, I just want to make sure that we emphasize that and, and that we reiterate that as, as that process gets established.
9: I would, make a, I would make a recommendation t- uh, to create the policies that you guys find that you want to have the most input on and provide that to the police department for the chief to review. And then she'll make a decision on what policies will be reviewed. But I think that's a, that's a great recommendation to, for you guys to move forward. Like, hey, here's search and seizure policy that's coming out, right? We want to review that. Whatever policy it may be, I think if we know that in, ahead of time, I can't guarantee anything, I'm not the chief, but we can bring the, those forward to the chief to say these are the, rec- the ones they recommend we review uh, with the policy review committee. So that's, I mean, that's, you can make that recommendation, that request of the chief, and, and then she can, she can make the final determination on that. But I, I don't disagree with, with the ones that are very um, outward facing and have a lot of community contact with them, so.
1: Commissioner uh, Johnson.
10: Um, my question is, is that um, where is the MU um, priority? on the chief's list right now, where is that? It,
9: put, put it this way, it's a, it's a very high priority. We just hired another um, person to staff that position that was approved. So that person starts uh, next week to help the tracking and moving forward with this, this policy. Um, it, it, it's a heavy lift, it's a huge policy, with approximately 80 pages, 40 pages, I forget what it is, it's, it's over 100, 100 pages, right? Yeah. So this is a huge policy that we have to redo annually. And tracking a department that's almost 175 years old, I think we are now, but um, it, it's, that's tough, right? There's a, lot of, there's a lot of stuff we're gonna find, there's a lot of stuff to track down, there's a lot of stuff to count, but it, it's, it's, a top, it's on the it's high priority for policy for the chief. I mean, we have a whole unit that, is this poli- that just does this policy essentially, does our
10: inspections and standards team that does this. So that means that um, this policy um, and this particular item will stand alone by itself. And um, in between that time, even if the commission is created, then that means that um, we'll also be able to have someone on that commission to um, to table it and to bring forth any items that needs to be brought forth to this commission. Am I correct? Correct. That, that's for policies. The MU policy, the draft is put out
9: there for, for. We actually put it out there. So, like, because we have to put a draft out by law. So that's. We do put that out um, ahead of time, um, but this would be for future policies, um, new policies, revision to older policies, um, whatever the chief decides that she wants the community input on, um, you know, so, like I said, time cards, we don't need to have a community input on how to fill out a time card or how to fuel a car um, or any procedural stuff like that that doesn't affect the community.
10: Okay, one more question is, is that budget wise, um, where's the MU looking at as far as annually? to be carried out, to be executed, to be done, worked on, continually worked through? Is it continually a rolling budget with this, or is it set separately for the police department? No, it's it's part of the police department
9: budget. I, I, don't, I don't have a number for you, if that's what you're asking for,
1: sir, sorry. Okay. Commissioner Bliss. Back when... Uh,
3: we first learned uh, like, you know, the department was forming this. One of my biggest concerns was how this, uh, committee, uh, like how representative this committee would be in, uh, of not just the committee at large, but also like, you know, ha- like allowing the commission to like, like have a, uh, like a clear representation within that and, um, I know that it was it, wasn't, it was wasn't—it still in, in writing format uh, before when we talked about this. Have you, deter, has the department determined how many people will be serving on the committee total? And then it sounded like, based on, uh, based on what you're saying, but uh, clarify, do you know how many uh, police review commissioners would be invited onto that?
9: It'll be one, one police review commissioner and one alternate, the inspector general and one alternate, and then four community, additional community members. And then um, if there's a subject matter expert from the community, um, then that person, that would be selected by the committee, like, hey, we're, we're gonna review a policy on um, dealing with young young kids, right? So we're gonna bring someone from the youth communities that, that work within the youth and as a subject matter expert for the community.
3: So is that, am I counting out, that out? That's five people at most that's gonna be on the committee?
9: six with then the subject matter experts with seven community members.
7: Seven,
3: community and,
9: but, but with the idea that the commission, whoever is the commission representative gets to bring it back for the whole commission to review and have input.
3: Yeah, I, I have a problem with just putting all of that onto one commissioner to really ha- have him review. One of the things that we've been insistent upon like based on our chair model is, you know, we need at least two people in there. Like the left hand knows what the right hand is doing. And we have ad hoc groups that work on, like, very, like, uh, work on reviewing and researching these individual policies that usually have, um, you know, less than a quorum, like, less than the sixth quorum, usually up to uh, five members that really dive in and, and look at not just, like, the policy and, the, you know, in, in comparison with the community values and what the community says when they participate, but also comparing other, like, comparing it with other jurisdictions, other model policies within that. HAVING JUST ONE COMMISSIONER ON THAT uh, GIVES ME PAUSE TO THINK THAT IT'S HOW ARE WE GOING TO CONDUCT THAT REVIEW um, uh, OUTSIDE OF THE FACT ONCE THE POLICY IS COMPLETED. I MEAN, I'M CURIOUS TO KNOW, ONE, WHEN THE COMMISSION, LIKE, WHEN THIS POLICY COMMITTEE MEETS AND GETS THIS INFORMATION will that commissioner be able to share the information from that with the full commission and then we can agendize that and discuss it together. Is that, is that the idea?
9: Correct. That it is, it is, a, a covered on the commissioner that, that is selected to be on this review committee to share that information with you guys. There's, it's not a secret. They're, they're getting a copy of the policy. Okay. And then that policy is open for review and um, input from the, from everybody on the commission. So, I mean,
3: heard. And, the, uh, until this policy committee gets a review, like reviews it and puts out any rec, like will this committee be putting out recommendations on the policy before the chief approves it and puts it out for?
9: We'll, we'll have a specific de- date to get the input back to me and then we'll, we'll g- get all that input, put it together and the chief will then review the input and decide what's gonna go into policy and what's not gonna be, not going to policy and be the final policy. I will, we will keep you guys updated. Um, whoever will, whoever's on this policy committee will be updated to what input is used and what input puts not used, and hopefully reasons why. That that is the vision for that right now. So that that's the idea. Like because doing a doing a committee like this, it's there's a lot. You, you, you a lot of passion, right? Like people want to want to get it, get into it. That's not the purpose of this. Purpose is take it home, digest it, then take your time in adding the input that you want and looking up things if you need to and then providing that input back to us. And then, so then we could, then, then you know, even, I'm pretty open, I communicate with everybody. So it's, it's, not a, it's not an issue of, hey, I got a question here. That's gonna be put out in, in, the, in the baseline rules. If you have a question during the process about the policy, please reach out to me directly. So that, that's how it's gonna be. It's gonna be someone from either myself, Lieutenant Shirashi, someone from our policy division that's gonna answer the questions. Does,
3: uh, have you determined the timeline when it comes to uh, giving that feedback, like what what is, like, what's the turnaround time?
9: We would like to, to shoot for a 30 to 45 day. And that, and that, the reason I'm saying that is because this policy is now at its final stages, and to delay it even longer and not have a, like, maybe it's a new policy, that policy is not out there. So we want to keep it 30, 45 days. That's not a hard, that's not a hard set in stone thing. Like, if we're working on one that's really in depth, and, people go hey if we need a couple extra days it's going to be up to the chief to, to grant that or not but it, that's going to be in our initial is 30 to 45 days return the input returned back to me because once I get the input then I have to we have to give that to the chief the chief has to go through and see what she wants to add or not add so that, that so we we don't want to delay the process of getting good policy out there longer than than I mean it's already a long long process
1: can I can I suggest one thing AND PART OF IT IS I THINK WE ARE STILL ESTABLISHING THIS PROCESS. I THINK IT WOULD BEHOOVE THE COMMISSION AS WE ARE GETTING INVOLVED, IF THERE IS GOING TO BE ONE REPRESENTATIVE, NOTHING PRECLUDES US FROM ACTUALLY HAVING THAT ONE REPRESENTATIVE REACH OUT TO A COUPLE OF US, YOU KNOW, NO MORE THAN FIVE, AND HAVING A CONVERSATION. AND, YOU KNOW, IF THE TIMELINE ALLOWS, THEN BRINGING IT TO THE COMMISSION FOR A FULL REVIEW. IF NOT, THEN THAT PERSON TAKING IT UPON THEMSELVES, KNOWING THAT IF THEY RAISE THEIR HAND TO DO THIS, that this is the work that is expected of them, that they can go ahead and work with their colleagues to try to kind of get some input. So I think there's a ways around it. And I just want to be clear with, um, I, I want to be fair to the police department. I know that a lot of us are very frustrated about the push and pull that has happened over the last couple of years. But I will say that there has been some progress. Yes, it is like moving through molasses, but there have been progress. I mean, part of it is we have 2018 and 2019 on some of the work that we have done And I I, I wanna make sure that we recognize that because it's not all bad. And and I think it is important for us to acknowledge when things are working. Yes, they might not be working as quickly as we would like, but I think um, to the leadership that is here today, they have been actually fair. We have been meeting with them on a regular basis and they are making themselves available to us. So I'm gonna take that as a sign of goodwill. I know it doesn't go far enough, it doesn't actually address a lot of the concerns that we've had and it's taken us many years to get here. But I also wanna be fair in giving them credit when credit is due. And so to that, what I'm hearing is a process. I think that you are hearing from this commission and you also heard it very clearly from the community that you serve, more representation is needed. That they need their public voices not to just be heard, but to actually be acted on. So I think the reason we keep showing up is because we believe that that can happen. And I know it is a cultural shift, but it is something that I think, you're not just hearing it from us, you're hearing it from those community members that were present, that dedicated their time. So I think I take it very seriously. I think the two of you here do as well. Um, So I just wanna make sure that we provide an opportunity for this to work. It's not perfect, but I do appreciate the fact that you're making an effort. Thank you. Any final comment, yes.
7: Can I see something else? So, so I, I mean, I, again, I appreciate the, the update and the opportunity to provide feedback on it. I, th- I think just it, it would be ideal if in the timelines for, for, for this advisory group, um, if if you take into consideration the the commission meeting so that at, at the very least there's an opportunity for the representative to come back and bring back those items to this commission. Um, I know that... You know, if that's not possible, then the person can can talk to individual uh, committee uh, commission members. But ideally, we would have the opportunity to to have that person come back and put that on the agenda for one of these meetings, so that we can provide better feedback to that individual to bring back to to that to that group. Um, and then the other item of interest that that I would have as as you provide further updates at a, at a future meeting is is. If there's any additional information that you can provide about the process that the police chief would, would take to appoint the, the four additional community members. So is there gonna be an application, for example? Uh, what is that, some of the criteria that, that the police chief might be looking at? I, I think that's something that I would be interested in learning more about as, as that process is developed, unless there's more information that you can provide
9: at this you, moment. Yeah, I, I don't have that. I'll answer that for question first. I don't have that, mm-hmm. um, that information now. Um, but once we do decide on, on the people or the where what regions of the city they're coming from, I could share that at our bi weekly meetings with the chair and vice chair, and they can share it with you guys. Um, on the on the first quote, the first point you were making, uh, maybe I didn't articulate it well enough. That was my intent was to always make sure you guys had a scheduled meeting between the time you so the person receives the policy and by the time we expect feedback or the input returned. So that was that was the intent of that. So maybe That's I didn't articulate it well enough.
3: I, I was on that after that uh, after uh, Commissioner mm-hmm. Boyer and um, I, I appreciate that intent uh, to make sure that like, you know to really think about the timing within that. I know we've been talking about this a while, and you all, like as far as I can tell, honestly have been working in good faith with us in these conversations. Um, I recognize too that you are also two men, uh, and it's you know not just your decision, but it's also like the execu- like the d- deputy leadership and the chief's ultimate decision within that and that that too is is a bit of why i'm really think uh and am concerned about uh have like leaving this uh like this time like you know not just the timeline but also like the steps for approval and uh nomination kind of just not specific enough i, I think that it's important if i'm going to make a recommendation one it's to uh commissioner carter's recommendation which is requiring uh that draft policies and general orders even if they're going through this policy review committee during the the chief's uh review of that it's still have like having the commission be the final stop because ultimately that's what we're here for uh one of the things that i was concerned about and I, I raised this you know with with you all was how this committee could be perceived or is or even be used by the chief not uh, by the chief and the deputy leadership As essentially a workaround of the the city councils of civilian like appointed civilian oversight body Um, Mm -hmm. and having just one of us on there to kind of be the process of or you know like be the the gopher to like take what's put into there and then bring it to the full Commission uh, for review is a lot of work on to put on just any volunteers I mean this is all of this is going to be volunteer uh for including for the community members so really incentivizing this and making it worth their time to participate is going to like is going to take a lot of effort and i'm i think that if i'm going to make a, a specific recommendation it is that uh there should be more commit like more commissioners on there at least two minimum if not four um just to like have that general oversight and be able to like engage in those conversations both as community members and subject matter experts because that's why we're appointed on this body right we are subject matter experts uh that the city our city council members have designated uh to serve in this oversight role um i don't have a problem with this being like a separate committee within that like within that process but at the end of the day Mm -hmm. i am troubled by the idea that the only person that like the person the one person that gets to decide what policy like what the policy whether that's use of force or uh military equipment or even even that punch card uh is ultimately just to the chief and without any additional like le- layers of scrutiny or review because i think that's like honestly important and that's why we have that, i mean that's the whole purpose of a democracy is to have that level of review from like our elected representatives and their does like mm-hmm. their designated their designees, you know, uh, their appointees. So within that, I really want, uh, if this is still, is this still being drafted? This, is, this isn't finalized, it, it, right? it,
9: it hasn't been completed yet. We haven't selected the, the people, obviously, because we haven't got one from the police commission. But yeah, so it's, it's still in, in the infant stages of being produced. Um, I, my, my hope is that by the time that all the policies that went to the city attorney's office for the OPSA audit, that we're ready when those policies come back to us. So that should, which should be shortly. So we're not far away from getting this going. So it's, 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 it's close.
3: Okay. So, uh, uh, one recommendation I would also make as you're considering this, uh, apart from appointing the four community members, I think there should actually be some youth representation within there, uh, either like as an addition to the four community members, um, and maybe even two the de- like the, uh, youth appointee to the commission itself. Um, mm-hmm. if that is like uh, mm-hmm. of interest, uh, welcome, a- like additional feedback from, uh, uh, our, our commissioner, uh, Espinoza Salazar, if, if, uh, if, on that recommendation. But I think there does also need to be youth re- recommend uh, youth, uh, participation within these conversations, not just as like, you know, in the lump of community, like the four community members, but in addition to that, um, and yes, specifically, I would recommend at least um, like between two and four commissioners uh, from this body to be on there, and one of them could be the like you know the youth, uh, youth appointed commissioner. But um, I also was curious to know when you expect this policy review committee to. Uh, to be approved? Like, do you have a timeline yet on when that's?
9: I, I don't, it, I, I'm, I'm hoping within the next couple months, but I, I don't have the an answer on that because it's selecting the people. We're there as far as like how we want to run it and, and like our outline of what we want to do. So it's just a matter of, of selecting individuals and moving forward with that. So we're, we're very close. I don't want to give you an answer and and not and, and, no, and you. miss the you know, what I tell you. So I'm, I'm trying to be open and honest that I don't really know. It's, I mean, it's not six months from now. I can tell you that it's sooner than that.
3: Hey, any like any ballpark estimate is helpful, in my opinion, just to, to have that. So I appreciate your candor within that.
1: Okay. Any other comments on this item? So just a couple of things. Um, thank you for pr- making the presentation. I think it would be helpful for what you're hearing here is if there could be a consideration of two commissioners. Um, at a minimum, if that could be possible as you're moving forward, and the other thing is um, aligning the calendar so that when there is a meeting that those commission, commissioner or commissioners can come back and actually present, and it sounds like I think that, that they wouldn't be doing it alone because you would be here as well and providing additional information. I think just but I just want to be clear because I heard two different things from what the commissioners were talking about. the first expectation was. The, the opportunity to provide feedback on kind of the general ordin- or the general orders that are, pa- are being passed and having feedback that then informs those general orders. That is one thing. The other thing I heard, which is different, is basically final approval by the commission, which is very different. So I just want to make sure that it, it's I'm clear as to what it is that the commission is asking for. Because I, I think I, what I heard Commissioner Buenrostro say is, it would be great to establish a process by which the commission can provide feedback before something is finalized for consideration of the chief. But I think I heard something different from Commissioner Bliss. Commissioner Bliss.
3: It wasn't necessary for final approval. It was to review and provide recommendations uh, to the chief before a decision is made, before the policy is activated. Uh, I don't okay. like. I don't consider that necessarily to be final approval. I mean, it's still the chief's ultimately decision. But how are we? The idea that we are giving our recommendations after the policy is activated, and uh, and you know what happens between that time of uh, the activation of that policy and the review, if what like you know if it's a use of force policy and someone is killed unjustly or harmed uh, grievously. Um, Either in violation of that policy, or because, or in, or actually in line with that policy, and we would have recommend, like we, we would have passed a recommendation uh, uh, that would have eliminated that line, or like you know, like like had it uh, more narrow. Where, like you know, I see like the potential for great harm to just have that policy activated before we even had a chance to really review and, and put our thoughts into it.
1: Understand uh, that
3: it has to be finalized like that it it, that we are the final say-so on it but we should should at least be heard and our recommendations are like considered before the chief approves it
1: right okay i think we're saying then the same thing as long as that there is a process by which feedback before a general order is finalized that can be taken to the chief for consideration okay just making sure everyone's on the same page um commissioner carter
2: I agree. Just the opportunity to give input. None of this final approval. We know that's chief of police purview. Just let us have the opportunity for input. Now, as far as, uh, selecting someone from the commission to be on the committee. Great. That's fine. But I would recommend that you or whoever you designate, get the information to whoever the chair is. We, I know in the past, somebody from the commission had been on a committee of chief of police and we didn't get any information. So that person was showing up whenever they were showing up, they weren't coming back to the commission saying I'm on the chief of police, blah, blah, blah committee. This is what we discussed. And so in the end, all of us do nothing about it. So my recommendation to avoid that situation where maybe that person had a senior moment, I don't know. I'm I'm good with having somebody from this body on the committee, but separate from that, somebody in management needs to get it to the chair or the clerk or whoever so we can get it on the agenda. So we're not solely relying on that one person because I'm a one We don't know how often that one person showed up at your meetings. We don't know whether that one person comprehend whatever that was going on. We relying on somebody and none of us really know what the hell happened. So if you can somebody give us the information in sufficient time, then we can look at it, review it. If we have questions, we can contact you. So, you know, we don't drop the ball.
9: It, I'll work with uh, the chair, vice chair, too, in our in our bi weekly meetings um, when this gets gets going, and then we can figure out a good timeline and kind of schedule it around that, too. So, yes, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. To it, it disseminate the information if we're putting it out, um, I, I don't see a problem with that right now. Okay.
1: Commissioner Bliss? Just to add
3: for the public record, I mean, If it were up to me i would say that the final review or the final approval should ultimately rest with our duly elected representatives on the city council the governing body um that that would ultimately be be what it is i know that's not going to like happen within our current uh political situation and and, and, like in the world and the structure that we have but ultimately the department's been like has a lot of discretion a lot of leeway to like to work on like you know to can to conduct its business and perform its duties um, in accordance with the existing policies, I don't see the problem uh, of having the additional layer of our duly elected representatives who are, like, you know, who are elected by the people and are in, supposed to be representing our values and best interest as a collective, as a community, um, to be the ones to ultimately weigh in on that. And we, we are just that, that step to that advisory body uh, as it is right now to inform that decision within that that would be a recommendation that i would like that i would make but i know for a fact that's not going to get like that's not going to be approved or like currently supported I, I don't you know unless you tell me otherwise i just wanted to have that end of the record ultimately the final decision i think should rest with the uh duly elected governing body
1: Great. Right, so it sounds like we're going to be working on this.
9: All right, perfect. Anything else before before I, for me before I sit down? All right, thank okay. you, guys.
1: Thank you so much. Now um, we are moving on to item nine, which is the 2018-2019 recommendations updates. And this is what we've been talking about and alluding to so, as part of your packet, you will also have the recommendations that we have been working on. I'm it up on the so, I'm actually going to go ahead and pass it over to Commissioner Bliss to kind of go through it a little bit. Um, I'm having issues with my computer.
3: Sure. So, in this uh, uh, in the staff report, there are. Uh, This is the format and form for uh, reviewing each recommendation and response. Uh, What you see in here includes both the recommendation as we had um, developed it in years prior and then the rationale for that recommendation, um, which was um, additionally refined based on the implementation ad hoc that we had back in 2022 um, and shared with, like, and having those. RATIONALE SHARED WITH the, um, THE DEPARTMENT, THAT'S WHAT WE'VE BEEN DISCUSSING IN OUR MEETINGS um, uh, WITH THE DEPARTMENT AND CITY MANAGER'S OFFICE. Um, THE RESPONSE, uh, THE PD'S RESPONSE IS LISTED UNDER EACH, AND THAT'S WHAT WE ULTIMATELY REVIEWED um, A FEW MONTHS PRIOR WHEN IT WAS uh, RELEASED. AND THEN WE HAVE, uh, WHEN YOU LOOK DOWN HERE in the, uh, ON THE PURPLE LINES, WE HAVE PROVIDED OUR RESPONSE BASED ON THE RESPONSE THAT THE DEPARTMENT GAVE. And our goal is ultimately to both um, uh, what we have been discussing is whether we, like, you know, whether we agree or disagree on, uh, the, on the implementation of this policy, what level of, the, um, of implementation that we see as a commission versus what the, the department uh, considers to, to have been implemented. And then we also have a section that has specific questions um, or requests for... The, uh, for the department to answer um, before we finalize these responses and then ultimately send them to city council um, for their review and approval um, so this is still open to uh, the full commission's feedback the, the goal of this is really to invite you all based on the conversations that the chair uh, that me and the chair have had uh, WITH THE DEPARTMENT AROUND THIS AND THE QUESTIONS THAT WE'RE ASKING, IF THERE ARE ADDITIONAL QUESTIONS, IF THERE ARE DISAGREEMENTS WITH uh, THE CURRENT uh, DRAFT RESPONSE THAT WE'VE PUT OUT, AND IF THERE, if there ARE like, ANY, any ch- like, GENERAL CHANGES THAT YOU WANT TO MAKE BEFORE WE ULTIMATELY SEND THIS TO CITY COUNCIL. That, that's, THAT'S ULTIMATELY GOING TO BE THE GOAL, WHICH, AGAIN, WE STILL DON'T HAVE A FORMAL PROCESS, for how these recommendations are ultimately approved and reviewed by City Council, that's what we're hoping to work out during the joint workshop. But we're getting like what these conversations have been is to really get us prepared for that moment when we do, and to have a clear understanding OF you know what we have seen in terms of implementation of our recommendations versus what the department sees, and if there's agreement, if there's disagreement, or uh, and whether we can work through those and make the changes. Based, like, based on those conversations. So uh, just as a, like, as a point of process, do we want to, uh, should I go through and review, like, and read through our response, basically, as, uh, Chair, is what I would ask. If, is it helpful to, for me to, to go through and just read through our responses and like the questions that we're asking for the public record?
1: I think it's public record because we have it already as part of our, our agenda. What I would ask, so just if we kind of step back, mm-hmm. Over the last couple of years, I think there was a lot of back and forth with PD about what they had completed or not. I think a lot of the times there was a disagreement where PD would say we have completed recommendation X of year 2018. And we would disagree because we had no actual um, documentation to tell us otherwise. So what has happened over the last couple of years is actually for the last year and a half, where PD has gone, one, we standardized the format to make it easier for everybody looking to see what the recommendation was, what the rationale is, and then what um, the vice chair and I have spent time doing is going through each of the recommendations, starting with 2018, so we completed 2018, we completed 2019, um, and now we're going to be moving on to 2022, is basically outlining whether the commission agrees or not with the recommendation. This way, we can move forward and basically show progress for city council. Some of the recommendations that are here, that is not up to PD. We actually, based on our discussions, we agree that either A, we have to agree to disagree. We don't think that they, they've implemented. Um, other times we said, yeah, it's fully implemented. Great, let's move on. The other items that have come, been coming up is if it's something is subject to additional resources, it's a budget discussion, that's not up to PD or up to the commission, that's up to council. Right, And so really providing an opportunity for, for council to weigh in on some of these recommendations if they think it's prudent. Some of the recommendations, for example, that you will see later in 2019 are um, dealing with how the department engages with people experiencing a mental health crisis. Well, what was true in 2019 no longer applies today because there was a creation of a new department. So some of it we're trying to kind of go back a lot of the people that wrote um, some of these recommendations are no longer part of the commission. They've been termed out. And so a lot of the work that we've done is trying to kind of educate um, you know, educated guesses about what the commission was trying to do. So a lot of the recommendations, we were trying to make sure that anything that is in purple, it's dated in November 2023 to kind of signal when some of these decisions were made. So the question to this body is, can, hopefully you've all had an opportunity to review if you're comfortable with the recommendations um, as they lay out, let's go ahead and take this up, vote for it, so we can move, move these forward to pp If not, let's discuss it now so we have an opportunity to change and, and do whatever amendments we need to before they move forward. So with that, opening it up for any questions or discussion. First, any members of the public wishing to speak on this item?
0: Thank you, Chair, I have no speaker slips on this item.
1: Um any commissioners speaking to wish, speaking uh, wishing to speak on this item. Um, Commissioner Carter? I say move it to PPE. Okay. Okay, Commissioner Bliss? Happy to move it to uh
3: PP and E. Yep. Still also encourage any like if if you had a chance to review, uh, great. If there are any additional questions that you have uh, uh, for the department about this, uh, we could, happy to include it as well. But um, yeah, Uh, we've been talking about this for quite a few months, and uh, I think we've got uh, fairly good responses, but happy to go through that and take the time to really discuss and debate.
1: So with that, if I have a, it sounds like there, I have a potential motion uh, motion to basically pass it and approve it to PP&E. Yes. That's the second. So, second. Great. Um, Mr. Clerk, could you please call the roll?
0: Thank you, Chair. Uh, commissioners, if you could please unmute your microphones. Commissioner Sample. Aye. Commissioner J Johnson. Aye. Commissioner Z Johnson is absent. Vice Chair Bliss. Yes. Commissioner Carter Martinez? Aye. Commissioner Buenrostro? Aye. Commissioner Griggs? Aye. Commissioner Carter? Aye. Commissioner Salazar? Aye. And Chair Castillo Crings Aye. Thank you, the motion passes.
1: So that is one of five. Few more to go um, for the years. And the next item that we have is looking at 2019 recommendations this is a receiving file so we have an opportunity to comment on it and talk a little bit more extensively but again we're just working through the years
4: hi good evening chair Um, if I may um, my name is Marlar uh, assistant city manager presenting this item I need to make a correction on the title of this report it's not 2019 it's 2020 we just discussed. I was confused. Right. Okay. Yes. Thank you
1: for because I was I was a little confused <laughs> Sorry, and my computer yeah, being slow. Yeah. So so
4: so for the record, um, if we can make that correction on the title of the report, it's actually the 2020 recommendations. The responses are are provided to you here in the same format as we had provided the responses to 2018 and 2019. And I think we had a good discussion back and forth on the 2018 2019. And this is a receiving file, but you have the detailed uh, responses from the police department. There were 41 recommendations for 2020 and of those 15 were approved and implemented, two were approved and pending, five are partial implementation, Um, there are none that are pending further review, 18 were not, SPD was not able to implement and one was denied. Um, You have the details in the packet um, in in the format that that we've uh, agreed to and so um, again, we can have continue during our bi-weekly meetings, we can discuss these and then you can bring it back to the commission as you just did with the 2018, 2019 recommendations, as you're up, up to your purview. But these are the responses from the PD department.
1: Thank you. Um, and my computer's still loading, there it is. Um, do we have members of the public wishing to speak on the item?
0: Thank you, Chair, I have no speaker slips on this item.
1: Commissioner Bliss.
3: Yes, appreciate uh, having this conversation and following it with this. I already had a conversation um, with uh, Lieutenant Shariashi about this before the meeting, but wanted to um, name that the uh, recommendations that are in here, um, as they are numbered, are not in line with the updated or with the... Uh, uh, consolidation of our recommendations which included additional like you know further further rationale basically um, which was re- initially requested by council back in 2021 or 20, early 2022 and was what necessitated the implementation ad hoc where we went through all of the reco- like all of our recommendations uh, from 2018 to 2022 to or, or 2021, to uh to lay out in a comprehensive format with clear rationales for the recommendations and um, this uh this response these responses were uh, based on the initial letter that was approved back i believe in uh in the end of 2019 um, which council considered to be um insufficient or wanting more elaboration from us on that um and that's what we like that's why we uh, went through the back and forth and like uh back in 2022 trying to uh put them into a, a recognizable format into one solid place for the department for the city to review into in that spreadsheet format and uh and then it was asked of us to switch it to a word document format which we ultimately did with the 2018-2019 recommendations so just to like just to name, I APPRECIATE THE RESPONSES TO THIS. WE NEED TO SEE OUR RATIONALES THAT WE HAD WORKED ON FOR 2022 INCLUDED WITHIN THESE DOCUMENTS WHICH, HAPPY TO WORK THIS OUT, uh, YOU KNOW, BETWEEN MEETINGS WHEN WE'RE uh, DISCUSSING EACH RECOMMENDATION um, THROUGH WITH THE DEPARTMENT um, IN BETWEEN THESE MEETINGS, BUT uh, wanted, I, I WOULD LIKE TO REQUEST THE DEPARTMENT ACTUALLY REMOVE THE POSTING OF, the, of ITS RESPONSES UNTIL WE GET the updated rat like the rationales included within like within these documents which i believe chair we we were initially working on and i think we just like we just need to send those over uh to them but we did send the spreadsheet to uh to the department uh, to the department and uh the city manager's office back in november 2022 um or, or i believe it was december 2022 i can't remember the exact date but Uh, that have those rationales in there so they just need to be added in there and i would request similar to what the department did with the meu uh recommendation or the meu responses when we uh uh, determined that those were based on the draft not the formal recommendations we approved back in march 2023 just have those taken off and we can work through those together behind the
4: scenes yeah i I think i mean if that's that's your process right so if during our bi-weekly meetings, if we can get those clarifications, and then you bring it back to the commission, we can have the updated rationale, so that we get we'll, we'll, we'll be both on the same page.
3: Move that.
1: Commissioner Puntostra.
7: Thank you. I just want to flag uh, just two observations that I noticed from from the responses, and and some of the items here. Um, where the police department is unable to implement, those seem to be conversations that could be part of the meeting that we have with the city council around the working of the commission because some of those recommendations seem to be focused on actions that the city council could take or um, additional actions they could take to improve the the working of the commission. For example, there there was a recommendation around staffing to support the work of the commission, so I just want to elevate those and, and maybe there's a way to tease those out of here and, and make sure they're part of that broader conversation that, that we end up having with with the City Council when we have that joint meeting. Um, and then I do want to flag one recommendation that I, I know we've discussed as a commission. The de- department um, I think the, the wording is that it was it was uh, denied and that, that's around the discipline matrix that we've discussed before. Um, so I just want to elevate that as something that as a commission, I think we're still interested in, in looking at what a discipline matrix could look like or uh, if not that, something similar to that. Um, from conversations that we've had in the past, it seems like it's a, it's a practice that other cities have had in their police department. Um, so maybe that's something that we can elevate and, and look at in our response. Uh, but that, to me, is the one that, that um, to me, boiled to the top as, as one of the most important items to follow up on as we continue these conversations. Um, and then just, um, I mean, again, I, as I've been in the commission for a year, I've been able to, to see the conversation that we have through these documents. So, so, I, so for example, the conversation that we just had around the review of policies, uh, that is the recommendation that we had here. It was just informed by the update that we got from the police department. So it, it's, it, it is, I, I mean, I do appreciate the back and forth that we have through these documents. Um, and just being able to continue conversations when when there 's disagreements um, and being able to see progress, but again, um, again, elevating the one on the on the, on the um, discipline matrix That's that 's the one that that is the i would say it 's probably the, the disappointment that I saw in, in, in the responses, and it 's something that i 'm sure we'll have more to say um, as we as we respond to this
1: and I just want to go ahead and um follow up on what you just said i think you're absolutely right and i know many of you that are not privy to some of the conversations that go back and forth with pd um it takes us a lot of time <laughs> it, to discuss each one and again this is where we sometimes agree to disagree and um would as long as it's not more than five would welcome anybody else who wants to participate in some of these conversations they happen biweekly. weekly we go one by one and sometimes again they are educational because I will just speak for myself. They will inform me about like, okay, we're not able to implement this and here's why, right? Again, the easiest one for me to just um, point out to it might be there's budgetary constraints. We can't just hire somebody, we need a budget conversation. And so then that is an action for, from our comments that we can go back to council and I'm like, okay, is this something that you want to approve? That's within your purview or kind of going back and saying one of the recommendations is the commission needs staff. Again, that is a council decision that can be done, not PD. But then there's also gonna be times where we just disagree and we see things differently. And those opportunities really kind of um, help us understand where PD is coming from and vice versa and some of the challenges. Sometimes we still disagree, right? And so on the discipline matrix, for example, is a perfect example. Looking at their response, this is gonna be something that we're gonna discuss. We don't agree. We think that this is actually something that they can do. And so what these documents are helping to highlight is where there is disagreement, is giving an opportunity for city council as the elected body to actually make a decision. Do they want to go ahead and say, actually, that we agree with the commission? Or no, we're not gonna take action. But at least even inaction, it's an action, right? And so we're hoping that through this work, makes it very clear um, to kind of figure out what steps need to be taken. So, yes. So anybody, um, I will send an email out. Do not respond to it. Respond to Adriel, because it cannot be more than five commissioners. First come, first serve. Uh, the next meeting is going to be January 17th. Usually we meet at, um, via Zoom at 8 a.m. or 7? No, 8 a.m. Keon is like I'm not showing up at seven. Um, at 8 a.m. for usually it's about an hour. Sometimes if we, our schedule permits a little more. But the next meeting is January 7th. Um, please email Audrielle if you are interested. First, um, I guess three additional people that come on would be great to have. Again, it's been very infram- very educational, um, and that is something that I think I feel like I need to be. Con- I need to continue to be part of it just because we have to get it done now we're down to 2020 so if we complete that then this just going to be 2021 20, and 2022 and hopefully we can actually have action so with that commissioner carter
2: okay yes i just pulled up 2020 discipline and accountability number 11 which is the whole issue on the matrix and i'm looking at saturday's response Discipline is determined based on seriousness of the offense past history of the officer and other factors and corrobor- co- corroboration with city labor and the city attorney's office. Each investigation is unique and mitigating factors should be considered in the issuing of discipline to ensure accountability and mitigation, mitigate conduct. Now, this is something that I feel that the city council could take a position on there are other police departments that have matrix. So with that said, I don't understand why Sacramento Police Department can't create a matrix. And this whole issue about labor and the union and all that. um, Other cities have done it. So it's I don't think uh, labor should be a barrier. And then a backdrop to that is, I think the city council needs to take a hard and look and revisit their municipal police powers, because every time an issue that's sticky comes up, the answer is oh, it's a bargaining issue. It's a labor issue. Well, some issues are not within the purview of the union and bargaining because of the municipal police power that the city council has. So I would prefer that the city council actually revisit that issue on their police powers and not use it as a shield far as they don't want to get into a uh, issue with the labor union. Some things you got to just get into an issue with the labor union. The labor union can't run the city council. The city council you know, has to run the city and the police department is part of the city. So I think on some of these issues, that's where the rub is. We make a recommendation and the response is that's a labor issue. We ran into that on use of force, but there happens to be a California Court of Appeal decision that says no, it's not a bargaining issue. So, you know, when something like that happens, then that's disturbing. You know, if there's some court decision that says it's not a bargaining issue and it's part of the police municipal power, then I'm as a commissioner, I'm looking to the city council to exercise their municipal police power and not just tell me, Oh, it's a labor union issue when it really isn't, you know, that's just, you don't want to get into a beef with the the union. Okay. Whereas this is oversight. So if you working in the best interest of all the people of the city of Sacramento, if it's not a labor issue, call it like it is, it's not a labor issue. If it's part of your political, uh, your municipal police power and as a city council as a whole, you have the authority to make a decision on it, make the decision and then we can live with the decision. But don't just say, oh, it's a bargaining issue and it's a labor issue when it's not. So some of these responses, that's the response. It's a labor issue. And so when we meet with the city council, that that's one of the issues on the agenda that I would like to see is whether something is truly a labor issue or whether they don't want to just deal with their municipal police powers and make a decision. So that's all I
1: have to say on, on that issue. Thank you, Commissioner Carter. Commissioner Bliss?
2: Wholeheartedly
3: appreciate and agree with uh, what my fellow commissioners have said. In fact, this is something that came up during our initial discussions with um, on the 2019 recommendations because um, one of our recommendations, which was um, requiring mandatory drug testing for police officers within 24 hours following a use of force incident that leads to death or injury. Um, the department's response as well was that drug testing of officers after use of force cannot be implemented as this topic is a contractual issue subject to labor agreements. Um, I've re- looked through the like the, the current the, the previous and current labor argument agreements and uh, based on what I've seen from the testing and like and just references, drugs, like drug as a term has only been mentioned once, and it was around the medication and prescription drug plan um, for the department personnel. I saw nothing in the in the contract that discussed, including in the exhibits, um, uh, mandatory drug testing within that. And just looking at the initial one too right now under. Um, under this disciplinary matrix, I don't see where like where that contractual issue is, and that's something that was that's why I like we have questions um, in our response to uh, under like you know under that, and I will, uh, we should, we will definitely raise when we talk about the 2020 recommendations is what sections of the uh, Sacramento Police Officers Association labor agreement, um, either the current or previous addresses. Uh, these issues within that where can we find that within within that and um, is there uh, the question I would ask to the city attorney's office would be is there existing city code state or federal statute or applicable case that serves to limit restrict or prohibit um, the like these sorts of things within like within that such as disciplinary matrix I mean as we learn from like when it either drug testing or the you know disciplinary matrix because Definitely with a disciplinary matrix, there's nothing that prohibits it like that. I, that's a uh, a legal issue, a policy issue, that for me, and I, I think what uh, Commissioner Carter was saying, lies squarely within the realm of the city council. Drug testing, too, I think, doesn't, like, I don't see, like, unless the department can point out where in the labor agreement this is, I I, I don't know, like, where, where it's coming from within that. I think it ultimately is going to go to the city council, but, yeah, just wanted to note, and as has been with other commissioners that this this is a recurring response to some of these that it doesn't want to implement and to note that when it came to the disciplinary matrix it didn't seem as though the attorney general of california thought that this was a, a bargaining issue uh when it had and in 2020 recommendations specifically named the department's lack of a written disciplinary matrix or disciplinary policy um in its recommendations and called for the department to do, this, do such things. If the attorney general doesn't see it as a laboring issue, I'm, how, I, we need to hear more from the department on how they consider it a labor regarding issue and, and to cite accurately the, the case law and or the, the lines within their own labor agreement that's, that stipulates that.
1: So, again, January 17th at eight o'clock, um, please email Audrielle and anybody who wants to join and be part of these conversations. Okay, um, with that, this is a receive and file. Moving on to our next item, which is item 11. And I am asking, um, the presenter here is gonna be our vice chair. Item 11 is 2023 Sacramento Community Police Review Commission recommendations.
3: Thank you, Chair. So below here are the uh, some of these recommendations are drafts and other ones are recommendations that we put out uh, following the military equipment use uh, community forums um, to ensure continuity as um Uh, within that based on the report that was focused squarely on that Um, given that the military equipment uh conversations took up an an inordinate amount of our time over the last year we weren't able to really get to as we talked about earlier when we discussed the work plan um into more of the research and focus areas uh for the organization for the accountability and organizational culture um work uh work that we were looking to do in 2023 however we do have recommendations uh, based on the, uh, based on the search and seizure audit that the, uh, that the Office of Public Safety Accountability completed back in earlier this year. And uh, a lot of, like you'll see uh, just past the uh, military equipment use conversations on uh, page, um, or after page 13, page 14 basically, um, where that begins. It's li- listed as draft right now because Right, like we're hoping to get input in, like in addition to this, just keep in mind that a lot of the recommendations that are drafted here are based on uh opsa's uh recommendations that were made in the audit, which is why that rationale is listed there, but hoping to get more feedback in so just to walk you through uh the recommendations, there are twelve um, in here so far, and this you like like uh, all commissioners have an opportunity to add either additions or uh, make changes to the ones that are listed here. So I'm just gonna like give a brief overview of what that includes um, and just, I'm hoping to like uh, invite questions or uh, additional comments uh, based on w- on what's put out here. So uh, number one, the search and seizure, uh, for search and seizure recommendations, which were part of the work group that we were talking about, um, it was identified that SPD does not have a current standalone policy regarding the Fourth Amendment, and that includes search and seizure. And our recommendation is to create a standalone affirmative Fourth Amendment policy that clearly articulates the authority, procedures, and limits for conducting all manner of, research, uh, of search and seizure practices, and comprehensively governs all subsequent general orders related to search and seizure policies. And This policy we would expect to be published on the city's website and made available for police review, like for the Police Review Commission to review upon completion. And that includes uh, language, but not limited to verbatim language of the Fourth Amendment, including direct references to all applicable uh, US court cases uh, concerning uh, constitutional protections under the Fourth Amendment and the authority of police related to search and seizure policies. Uh, as well as uh, applicable state law, state law, county code, and city codes. Also includes detailed descriptions of uh, PD's authority procedures and limits for conducting these practices, um, which specifically towards um, uh, the manner and scope of pat-downs, consent searches, cell phone searches, and probation searches, as well as uh, descriptions around... Uh, the criteria and situations when detainees uh, in these situations may be handcuffed, and as well as contact information and procedures for filing complaints to the department and to the Office of Public Safety Accountability uh, for misconduct, Um, along with any applicable uh, references uh, to existing reference manuals and general orders that are governed under this manual. And this is based on, again, the, the audit, uh, that was put out there. Uh, so want to open it up for any uh, thoughts, comments, questions, or suggestions for the first one. I see Commissioner Carter. I just want to put on the record, I reviewed
2: the recommendations, and I
3: Want to open up too to uh, see if there if anybody else had an opportunity to review and also wants to concur. If so, open to, like you know, happy to continue on or move or move on and and approve uh, like you know, or or not approve but like you know, we'll continue to work on the drafts. But uh, C- Commissioner Car- Martinez. Um,
1: so. <laughs> So, can I? Oh, I see. Um, Commissioner Sample?
0: Yeah, I'll go ahead and say it publicly. I did review each of these and I concur with them also.
1: Can we call for a motion? No, we can't because this, this, is an, this isn't
0: agendized as a motion. So, receive or it's discussed to provide direct direction.
1: Right. But it sounds like everyone is in agreement that we should finalize the 2023 recommendations so we can move them forward. And And so, because, thank you. Jacob we don't have a, um, a motion here to actually approve what you will see next for next meeting then will be this document with the annual um, the annual report as well because both of them have to be approved in order to move forward to PPNE. but I, commissioner bliss
3: up here um, yes there were um additional tweaks and changes based on this because a lot of the recommendations based like that were put in from the OPSA report didn't have as much fine detail and uh, this draft was like you know an attempt to really get more clear on that and also build upon uh, the like you know uh, what we think would be uh, like helpful and align with community values when it comes to uh, search and seizure. Um, so. One of the things I wanted to make sure that we uh, added in as well, and I had a couple that were based on um, like just kind of tapping into organizational accountability. Um, A few additional ones that I had uh, looked at was just like some minor language tweaks uh, around um, the policy for, or the recommendation for a policy when it comes to engaging minors. Um, as well as pregnant persons and disabled persons. Um, just get, like, getting clear around uh, the inclusion of a zero tolerance con- code of conduct um, and identifying addition, like, you know, additional areas that the department should make sure is included within the policy. Um, if commissioners are okay with me uh, tweaking, that, like, tweaking some of that language in there um, and uh, adding a, a, more to the rationale for that, Uh, happy to do that and share with the full commission um, in between to, you know, be ready for next month. And then uh, a couple of additional recommendations uh, that I had in mind too, when it came to accountability and organizational culture actually relates to the military equipment use conversation that we had before, which was um, updating the uh, uniform uh, general order and a, Uh, personal appearance standard to remove language that requires police officers to carry their service weapons at all times. One of the things that we had made recommendation, uh, that we had requested during the military equipment use conversation was that uh, the police representatives coming to these forums were just like the civilians that were sitting, like, you know, that are participating and are unarmed. But we were told that, like, you know, uh, going into that, that that is against their like that is against their policy and code of like and uh, and general orders based on the uniform standards, which requires uh, police officers to have their their service weapons on them on their persons even in civilian attire, which I don't see the the justification or reason for that. That's like for me that just situa- like that feeds into that warrior mindset that we need like you know police need to be ready for. Uh, for violence or um, someone to attack them at any moment, even in a, a peaceful town hall setting like that, um, I think that like that's why I would also like to include that recommendation that, that is removed, especially for town halls and community forums. Um, I also wanted to uh, uh, include the recommendation, uh, Commissioner Carter, actually recommended earlier but i had a recommendation uh that required before uh the chief activates a policy for the commission to have um uh up to but not uh, limited to 45 uh, at least 45 days to review uh general order policies before they are ultimately act before they are activated um by the chief um Like, you know, that would be during the course of the final review. And um, for the department to notify the commission um, within 30 days of any activated general orders um, that the chief ultimately approves, whether they have our recommendations or not. So really to standardize that, like, sometimes the the department has uh, has been good about letting us know when their general orders are updated, but other times, most of the times, since I've been on, I've had to request those sorts of things. So really making that a standard practice and process that general orders, when they're updated, the commission is just notified as a matter of course as opposed to just us having to request that. So those were a couple uh, within there. And then uh, you also notice, too, um, for these policies in particular, uh, upon final review of the chief, you know, Submitting the, the policy be submitted to the uh, the police review commission for review and evaluation. Um, I think that's like that that would cover that for all the other ones as well. Um, there was a, a, an additional one there, but I will submit that to y'all um, for uh, like over the course before before it, uh, the we meet next month.
1: Uh, Commissioner Buen
2: Rostro.
10: I'll try to be,
7: try to be brief, but um, I, I definitely appreciate all the, all the recommendations. The, the ones that, that um, I think, again, uh, will be pertinent when we talk with city council are the ones around ME, MEU and community engagement, because those are not necessarily, well, they're for the police department to think about, too, but, but they're, those are the ones that struck me as requiring city council action mm-hmm for sure. So those are the ones that I appreciate and and being able to secure additional support for that. Um, For the policy conversation or the policy recommendation that that Commissioner Bliss pointed out, I I just want to clarify if the intent is for all the policies or do we want to, as a commission, specify which types of policies we want to make sure that we review? Because that is something that might be pertinent and that it, it might not be that every single little minute policy needs to be reviewed, but but maybe we can flag every year or every so often what are the types of policies that rise to the level of importance to the public that 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 we would want to have additional feedback on.
3: So, uh, yes, appreciate that uh, that question, and uh, to clarify uh, that last line around um, reviewing the policy is approved. That was actually something that I included in some of the search and seizure recommendations. So specific to these ones in particular, but uh, in the review process that the chief does, still at least submitting, I, I think we could definitely like get specific on which, uh, which types of policies to do, like similar to what, um, uh, I'm sorry, I, I missed the rank of uh, Captain Buchanan, I believe, um, had, had alluded to was you know not everything like you know time cards and punch sheets or whatnot, but specifically when it comes to like use of force, when it comes to uh, search, and, uh, search and seizure, um, and other like you know direct engagements that really involve uh, members of the public's like uh, uh, constitutional rights and how they are applied within that. So um, I think we can definitely like be more clear and elaborate within that. But one of the things I just want to make sure that we're standardizing is uh, that whatever like any policy that involves, uh, you know, police engagements with the public, we're at least getting some notice and heads up when, when those when those policies are updated, um, as well as when new policies are being created that we are a stop in, like, in the course of the chief's review, uh, like, you know, review of new policy.
7: And just a question, what... I mean, this is tied to the previous conversations that we had, so I I do appreciate the connection there. Um, It might be early to (laughs) to figure out what that request could be to the police chief and the department in terms of what types of policies we would want to elevate, Mm -hmm. Uh, but maybe that's part of a future conversation that we have as we learn more about the the committee that's going to be formed and as we learn about who, who might be the person from this commission that attends those meetings, Maybe that's. I mean, I, I guess I'm, I'm recommending that Hold on, needs to be a future conversation where we might be able to get more specific about what policies rise to the level of importance to us that, that we want to make sure that we elevate to the to the police department to make sure that we have that additional feedback on, if when possible. And just last last thing. I, I mean, I'm looking at all the work. I I want to just appreciate the work that our chair and vice chair have been doing on, on, on these recommendations um, and making sure that they're brought to us because it's it's helpful as a commissioner to be able to read through them and, and provide feedback. But I'm not necessarily the one doing the heavy lifting. So I do want to appreciate the work of our chair and vice chair and, and making sure that this work does happen. So thank you so much. Um,
1: uh, commissioner Carter.
2: Um, Vice Chair Bliss, you mentioned something about law enforcement and uniforms and weapons, so could you clarify that for me?
3: So, this is uh, regarding, I don't know why it's not cited in here, but um, uh, the general order around uh, personal appearance and uh, uniform standards, and... In that general order, there is a um, there's a line when it comes to civilian attire that uh, requires, even in civilian attire, for the uh, for a police officer to be armed. Whether that's in, um, uh, you know, whether whether that's like walking on the street in a march or um, in a town hall uh, community setting like our uh, community forums. One of the things that we had requested as part of the uh, process and um, uh, format of the, of the meeting was that we're all sitting on, on uh, like you know as equals as close as we can be and one of that was that poli- like, the police officers that, or the police representatives for the department leave their service weapons in their vehicles and uh, c- considering that no members of the public are allowed in, like, in these spaces armed and we're not going to be armed within, like, within those spaces so but the department told us when we had uh, uh, like or at least when I had requested that at the second forum that I attended that personnel are actually le- are not legally required or not legally allowed to be unarmed in these settings based on the general order policy
1: and just just to kind of clarify I think we're a little confused is that a recommendation that you have on here right now in this document no
3: that's a recommendation that I would like to add and I will share with the thank commission. you okay After
1: the fact. Okay, so so just to make sure that we're on the same page. Yes. So the recommendation that you're talking about is what ended up happening at the MEU um, at the community forums. One of the one of the things that we were trying to kind of change, kind of the conversation and how um, PD was perceived. A couple of asks for that forum was, could you not be in full uniform because Mm. that sends a, a different message, and they, you know, the PD showed up in khakis and a polo. However, one of the issues was that they still had a gun in a holster. The, the ask was, could you leave the weapons um, in your car? And that's where we found out that no, that they, that is not possible, that, that that would break protocol and break, and so then, then the ask at the time was just go ahead and kind of have your polo over it, right? Just so you, so you don't have, in a community forum, you don't have a gun that is visible. That's what it was. So what it sounds like is this recommendation is not part of the current document that we have in front of us. It's an additional one that you want to add.
3: That is correct. And, sorry to do this again, additional recommendation that I don't believe is um, currently listed in here for the search and seizure um, also concerned um, uh, the use of asset forfeitures, um, which... Is considered, uh, which was mentioned in uh, at least what like part of the uh, audit, uh, search and seizure audit, and I think had implications, you know, that go a little bit beyond that, which includes into um, the Fifth Amendment due process, where at like civil asset forfeitures as a policy, um, it was mentioned that there's a manual on that, but that manual was actually not publicly available um, on the uh, policy uh, on the on the PD's policy page. And one of the things I want is that uh, that policy be made available and that we actually establish, you know, as a general order, a standalone affirmative policy for seizing private property under the use of asset forfeitures to clearly define and articulate a police officer's authority, procedures, and limits for seizing private property based on the suspicion of its connection to a crime. and that includes, you know, the legal justification for such forfeitures and how such forfeitures may be managed, disposed of, or repurposed by the department, which, uh, for those unaware, asset forfeitures uh, often are a very lucrative business, up to the course of, like, billions of dollars for departments across the country. Um, and the process for filing complaints against officers for improper surges or seizures, including the process for contesting asset forfeitures or reclaim, re- reclaiming seized property as well as direct references to all applicable court cases. Uh, okay,
2: yeah. so my two cents as far as your first recommendation regarding uniform and weapons, uh, I think you might want to revisit that. I don't see any officer leaving the weapon in the car. That's dead, okay? Mm. That's not going to happen. Mm. Um, now, they might show up to somewhere in civilian clothes where you cannot see their weapon. They still have it on their person, ankle holster, back holster, whatever, so the public can't see it. Now that might be doable. I think that might be a better recommendation, but no officer is going to show up in public and not have a weapon. That's not going to happen. Ooh. Part of being a peace officer is having that weapon. That's why they got to take the 832 class and they got to take the weapon class and they got to take the shooting tests and all that. And that kind of distinguished them from being a civilian is that you law enforcement with your weapon. So they're not giving up their weapon. So I would, you know, you might want to reconsider tweaking that recommendation to not even add, keeping it in the car cause it ain't going to happen. Mm. But it, you might get a positive response with officers showing up in public in civilian uniform, and the public not being able to see their weapon, Uh you know, versus walking around in the open, you know, no jacket. And you could just see their gun in their holster or in the back or whatever. But yeah, I think you might want to revisit that one.
3: I appreciate that feedback, uh, Commissioner Carter. Maybe it's a difference in in just culture and department values. I mean, when I see a gun, I don't think of it being as a weapon of peace, but really a weapon of violence and war. And if the if we we as civilians can put down our weapons, and majority of us don't like aren't concealing or carrying our weapons um, out in broad daylight necessarily, unless without like without a permit, which realize police depart mm-hmm. like police officers are well trained in in the use of their weapons. I don't see a problem with. Uh, with officers being able or even willing uh, to necessarily put down those weapons if they, like, if like in a peaceful setting, which is a town hall is intended to be. It, it's, like, I'll put it to the full commission to, like, you know, weigh in on it, and I'll, I'll share with the draft language beforehand so that you all can see it. But if we're, like, if it is unthinkable for officers to, like, to put down their weapons, it makes me wonder why we're calling them peace officers in the first place. They're more like police officers because those guns have no purpose of necessarily maintaining peace. It, their weapons, their weapons is, is, how I, is how I consider okay, it. Okay, so,
2: but just keep in mind, yeah. they take a duty to uphold the law, protect and serve. You cannot be ready and available to protect and serve at any moment if your weapon is in your car. If some go down at these peaceful meetings, he got to run to his car to get his weapon. Mm. It's not going to happen. I'm just telling you, it's not going to happen. Okay. So... I think
1: think if this is a a recommendation that you want the entire body to kind of bring back, I think it's also important to outline what state and federal laws would have to change in order for them. Because I don't think it's just going to be an issue of PD saying this is what we want to do. I think that there's other considerations, as we found out. And so I think it would be important for us if we're going to have a fully educated discussion about this for us to have in a larger and broader context. Um, so understand. So it sounds like you're going to go ahead and, and just in interest of time, yeah. you're going to write up the two recommendations. Another one being asset forfeiture. And let, let me make sure that everyone's clear. It sounds like the commission is ready to adopt the the document in front of them for the 2023 recommendations. Next time we bring it up, I think it would be important for um, Commissioner Bliss to distinguish the two additions, so we can vote them up or down and either include them or you know be able to figure out what we're going to do. <laughs> Okay, um, having <coughs> any other final discussions on, on this item? No, great. Uh, this is a receive and file, and we have direction um, on what we need to do and bring back for the next meeting. Great. Um, moving to our almost last um, item is any other items that we, would, we need to consider for 2024? Commissioner Griggs, I know you've been waiting patiently on kind of the I- idea that you wanted to bring up. Now is the time.
6: It's it's a public outreach comment uh, mostly. Uh, We sit here as a a board and we're trying to support the community and also our police officers. And I can't see how we can possibly do that if we're always looking at something that in my opinion is negative. And therefore I have a few items that I'd like to bring up monthly where we have police officers who have been helping the public and show them, let the public see what's going on with their officers, how they outreach in the community. I'll give you an example. I've, I've got uh, some information about a few officers that, that uh, took some animals to the animal shelter, and rather than just dump them off, they, uh, they were abs- uh, able to uh, work with the animal shelter and get these animals adopted. And that's just one instance. And it's, uh, firefighters do the same thing. They do things that are not in their responsibility but they do these because they're good people and I think that our police officers are good people
1: Commissioner Griggs uh, thank you for bringing that up um, one of the things that we have as we're preparing the agenda for the next month we normally have to finalize it 14 days prior to the meeting looking at our our legal counsel Is that right 14 days well, we will, we will work with you to make sure that whatever item you want to bring up is part of the next meeting and the next agenda.
6: That's my plan. Next no, no, meeting. No, Not I, this course meeting, course. but next meeting.
1: And um, Just be ready. Probably we'll go ahead and reach out to you by Thursday.
6: Not a problem.
1: Great. Um, thank you so much for bringing. And, Commissioners, that goes to everybody. Anybody who wants to add something, usually we're trying to starting... I'm looking at Adrielle. we're trying to do our best to kind of get her all of the things and documents by Friday. so that's why I'm gonna urge anybody who anybody who um, wants to add anything for the upcoming agenda I will reach out to you or reach out to me on by Thursday. great. thank you. Um, and with that we're moving back to item number five. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry.. Wait, wait.
7: Quick that quick clarifying question for Commissioner Griggs. Is, is this meant to be a recurring item for for the commission? I believe or so. Yes,
6: and it's not going to be month. May not be monthly, but this is something that's recurring. I, again, we can't only. In my opinion, we can't only determine what our officers are like by uh, by these things that we keep uh, hashing over. Uh, that you folks have been hashing over for now for several years. Uh, we have to to know the officers. Uh, what and what they do completely, not just one side. And it, again, my opinion, I think that we need to see everything that's going on in the police department and how they interact with the public, not just one facet.
7: <laughs> Thank you. And I, I mean, I just want to say I, I do appreciate the comment and that in my life I've had negative interactions with police officers and positive interactions with police officers. So I, I, think, I think that recommendation, I, I mean, I would support it. Um, I think in a way, as we think about... The conversations that we're trying to have it, it might actually facilitate tougher conversations because we do need to have tough conversations with the police department and we've had those conversations but having having that additional side to it might facilitate it so i appreciate
1: the recommendation okay. commissioner carter
2: in regards to the positive things that law enforcement does i would think the sac pd is promoting that already
6: uh, well i'm sure they are they have a P.I.O. Uh, and they do promote that i that's part of their department i'm i'm merely suggesting this as our commission so that we recognize it, uh, the 10 members here we recognize what they're doing as well we don't necessarily a uh, total guess here i'm, I'm guessing that that all of us don't uh, contact the PIO with the police department, find out what positive and what negative things are going on uh, on a regular basis. Um, I think it's incumbent upon all of us to understand exactly what our officers are doing.
2: Uh, I don't have a problem with that. So as long as we don't lose sight of the fact that this is an oversight commission, it's an that's advisory. Just the
6: focus. I, I understand what you're saying, but it's an advisory committee.
2: Yeah, it's advisory and it deals with oversight. Yes. So. That's my two cents, Great.
1: Commissioner Bliss. Yeah, I appreciate
3: uh, Commissioner Griggs' um, suggestion for the topic, and uh, one of the things I was going to uh, recommend uh, for uh, twenty, like for the next month meeting, as and then continue it forward is to bring back. Um, the staff updates that we had at the beginning of each meeting where the chair gave updates on, uh, conversations had either with council or with the part, you know, the department or like work that happens in between. Um, and then also asking for updates, uh, from OPSA regarding its work on complaint activities. Um, and, and, uh, and, uh, officer involved shooting reviews and then also the department, um, uh, reviews, which is what we were trying to do for this month's meeting, was why we moved up items three and four into that. I'd, I'm requesting that be a standing item going forward, so that would come before um, matters not on the agenda, and we just like leave those. Those are just brief oral reports uh, going mm-hmm. forward. In regards to uh, Commissioner Griggs' uh, suggestion with that being like a recurring item or standing item, I would see that as something that. Under step like, if we have the staff updates as a standing item, that could be something that the department, should it so choose, be able to do that. I'm in agreement with Commissioner Carter. There's an entire like outreach and engagement division of the department that specializes in putting like in putting out those stories, and I don't think it's our purview to necessarily lift that up. It it's more than welcome to be brought up here, either by members of the public or even the department itself, but. I don't know if it's our role to do that, and it makes me, it gives me concern of our, like, of maintaining our independence, basically, because we are established, like, by city Code as an independent commission whose job is to provide community participation in reviewing and recommending police department policies, practices, and procedures, as well as monitoring the implementation, evaluation, and sustainability of those. I really worry about having a standing item that is specific towards that to create those positive images where we continue to sit with, like, uh, like you know, not just here in Sacramento but nationally as a society with grave uh, uh, injustices committed on behalf, like, on our behalf by members of law enforcement. Which you know, <laughs> it's not to any individual officer; it's the culture, but. uh, It is problematic, and I worry about how that will help facilitate community participation if we have something like that there. That said, members of the community and the department itself, if we have a staff update, they could do that in themselves, and people can bring that up too during public comment, which they'll have the opportunity to do so at the beginning of the meetings if we have off agenda at the top of uh, the the meeting agenda. So just just to name that. But I leave that up to, you know, we can discuss that offline as well.
1: I just, I, uh, and I
8: see Audrey um, Just wanted to add uh, to the section reading. There's subsection C also of that 030 Powers and Duties Commission that you read, and it says at least annually to report and make recommendations to the mayor and city council regarding the activities of the commission and the Sacramento Police Department's efforts to strengthen bias free policing and community police relations. So it's not just you know the commission's efforts, but you're also to report on the uh, police department's efforts. Where that, how that, we can discuss how um, Commissioner Briggs, excuse me, did I say it right, Griggs, I'm sorry, <laughs> item might fit in as we go through the agenda um, to see if it might fit within the powers.
1: And, and I just want to kind of elevate, I think, I think it's really important as a commission for all of us to kind of be representing not just our own ideas, but we are supposed to be here as a representation of the entire city. Mm -hmm. Everybody's gonna have different experiences that they've encountered police departments with. And I think it is really important. I think one of the things that I took away from the MEU, there was this powerful moment where this gentleman basically said, he wants more engagement in a different way with police Because back to what Adriel just said, he really wants to make sure that he is experiencing police not just as an enforcement arm of the city, but as part of the community members. And I think that we only change that narrative, not to say that we don't hold police accountable, but I think it's also good, important to recognize when they are doing good, because that's the type of behavior we want to see more of in our community. So I want to be careful about us not just choosing to hear one side we need to be able to be open-minded and hear a variety of diverse opinions and different experiences in order for us to really represent the city fully so um, any other commissioner want to bring up an item for 2024 okay um, with that this is a receiving file um, our we are not going to go back to elections Um, And I'm going to ask our legal counsel uh, to provide some feedback on who is eligible for vice
8: chair nominations. So thank you for giving me the time to kind of catch up on uh, Chapter 240. And uh, thank you, clerk, for also assisting me with giving me the um, staff report with the ordinance. So to the best of my knowledge, the two-year rule did not exist in city code before 2.40. Um, However, so basically before 2.40 was 2.1110, and in your chapter, that's your chapter, that's your governing chapter. And basically the chair and vice chair served at the pleasure of the commission. Um, With the adoption of 2.40, there's a provision that makes it applicable to all city boards and commissions. So it's going to apply to you. Um, That particular section, at 170 that sets the two year term does not explicitly limit its applicability to a certain time frame. There are other sections of 240 that does kind of say, okay, this applies to commissioners after July 1st, 2022 or, or so forth. So without that kind of exception, it just applies to whatever the specific term is and your term, is determined by the election, right? So when you're elected chair by the commission, that's your time frame. And if you, by the time this um, 240.170 was adopted, if your term had been two years, then it's two years. Um, but 170 does not dictate your time frame or limit it, if that makes sense. So it's applicable to both uh, our current chair and vice chair. Um, that their two-year term has expired
3: For
8: our- as chair, excuse me, as chair and vice-chair. Okay. Yeah.
3: So current, yes. Okay. One of the
8: previous,
3: before us, that's
8: the... No, be, it, okay. before you as well, like uh, Commissioner Carter served two um, years as vice chair. She can be chair um, if okay. she wants to be. Um, I think there was only one person who had three years of, of a role, and that was prior to the adoption of 240 So 2.40 kind of capped that ability.
1: So basically the way that the the statute read it basically says a member may serve as chair or vice chair for no more than two calendar years, period. And so therefore that just applies to the body moving
8: forward. Correct.
1: Okay. Okay, so now taking nominations for vice chair.
0: Uh, Sorry. Prior to us uh, tabling the item until the end here, uh, I did have <clears throat> a motion by, <clears throat> sorry, Commissioner Buenrostro, and a second by Commissioner Carter Martinez to nominate uh, uh, current Vice-Chair Keon Bliss uh, to the uh, to Chair. Uh, shall we take a motion on that before we move to Vice-Chair? Yes. Thank you. Uh, commissioners, if you could please unmute your microphones. Uh, Commissioner Sample. Aye. Commissioner J. Johnson. Aye. Commissioner Z Johnson is absent. Vice Chair Bliss. Can I, Can I abstain or I mean
3: abstain? You should always vote for yourself. I mean <laughs> sure. I'll sure
2: I'll vote
0: yes. <laughs> Either way. So that's a is that, that's a yes vote? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, Commissioner Buen Rostro. Mm. Yeah. My apologies. Commissioner Carter Martinez. Aye. <laughs> uh, Commissioner Griggs? Abstain. Commissioner Carter? Yes. Commissioner Salazar? Aye. And Chair Castillo Crings? Aye. Thank you. The motion passes.
1: Can I nominate? i not actually, I'm not going to ask. I'm just going to nominate. Um, I nominate Commissioner Buenrostro for vice chair.
7: I'll second that. I was going to make a, another nomination.
1: <laughs> you can make the nomination. I was
7: I was going I was going to nominate uh, Commissioner Castillo Krings as vice chair.
1: <laughs> Respectfully decline.
0: Uh, so there is a motion by Chair Castillo Krings and could the uh, individual who seconded the motion please repeat that? Yeah, I second it, Jason Sample. Thank you, Commissioner Sample. And a second by Commissioner Sample uh, to nominate um, Commissioner Buen Rostro to the uh, vice chair seat. If commissioners could please unmute their microphones. Commissioner Sample? Aye. Commissioner Jay Johnson? Aye. Commissioner Z Johnson is absent. Uh, Chair Bliss? Yes. Uh, Commissioner Carter-Martinez? Commissioner Buen Rostro? Yes. Commissioner Griggs? Yes. Commissioner Carter? Yes. Commissioner Salazar? Yes. And uh, Commissioner castillo crings No, I mean, yes. <laughs> Thank you, the motion passes.
2: Great.
1: Well, with that, congratulations, Chair and Vice-Chair. Um, that concludes our first meeting in 2024. <laughs> Happy New Year. Not quite. Not quite. Not quite. <laughs> not quite.
3: Commissioner ideas
1: not yet. Oh, Jacob. <laughs> almost out of it. Okay, almost. Um, with that, not quite. Just kidding. Uh, public comments? No. Commissioner comments, ideas, and questions. We have none because we covered it in item twelve. Now, can we adjourn?
0: No, public comment. I have no speaker slips um, for those in chambers for. Public comments matters, not on the agenda. Uh, I did not hear that call from the (laughs) beginning here. Great. We can now adjourn, Oh, if you're ready. (laughs) Now we can adjourn.
1: Thank you, everybody. Have a good night.